you are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the very weekly manga review show here on the Weird Science family of manga podcast. It's a family, not a network. I'm here with Luke. What up, Luke? What up, Jim? What up? Are you hungover? It was your birthday yesterday, and uh, not as bad as you, Jim. No, I didn't go to sleep, so I I feel like poop. That's what I feel like. I feel like the poopies. I do. But here we go. We end up having a bunch of books. Of course, because you're a bit hungover and I'm overly tired, we add extra books in right. here. And we're going to have a bunch. We have probably the most that we've had since coming back here. Stacked. And it is stacked. And it's a pretty good week. There's a lot of good chapters this week. I'm excited all about every single one of them, including one that might have zombies and make out. No, thanks. Yeah, that, that book, uh, you might be hearing the last of that this episode. But we'll say are going to unfollow us. Well, they'll just say that I told them that they're affiliated with this, that, and the other <laughs> thing. I'm like, oh, you Uh-oh. know what they were talking about? Because the Azuki <laughs> deal gets upset because I tweet to them and then had, like, Azuki official. Like, it, it really doesn't matter. I was oh going to come back and say, I just wanted them to know that we were talking about things. It doesn't matter if they're affiliated or anything, but... Like I said, we have a bunch of these things here. This is going to be a wacky show. I already said that. They I think that are. this is going to be very quick. Now I realize that I was fooling myself Oopsies. because we are going to go off the rails as we already have been. So all of that, we end up, we're live streaming this. I just want to let everybody know as we right. have been doing a bunch of the things. I just say to you, should we just throw it up there live? You're like, eh, what the heck? So we're doing it. It's it's <laughs> kind of like a... Out. Official, unofficial live stream is what I would like to say it is, but we're trying to get a feel for it. But with all that said and done, let's kick into this. What is the first book that we're talking about, Luke Hollywood? Well, we kicked things off with a big banger. It's the Chainsaw Man's chapters 1 1 1 111. Aha! Ha ha ha! Chip! Yeah, uh, a lot That's of the laughing. Title. That's not me laughing. That's the well, title. I thought maybe it was both. For oh, easy peasy. You know, easy that is peasy. easy peasy. So we go into this and we have, you know, what's up with old Yuko? She problems. ended up having some problems. That Justice Devil didn't really treat her very fairly. Oh. I guess it did. I mean, it treated her like a devil would. But you also have Asa and all this thing that was going down by the end of the last chapter with Genji. He was trying to reveal his identity. He ended up getting yanked away. So what is up? We end up finding what is up. Yuko is a monstrosity. Uh-oh. She is now the squid girl hoodie devil, I think. Squid games. And she comes to talk. And that was the end of last chapter when she showed up to talk to Asa. We said, don't answer the door. It's not going to be good. This, this is one of those books. You don't answer the door. Uh, she did answer the door. Because, you know, Asa, she's bad, but she don't Uh-oh. care, right? So she answers, and you do see Monstrosity Yuko there, who, you know, tells her the situation. Listen, I'm a devil. I'm a monstrosity. I'm heading off to talk to my relative, who actually has to be a devil hunter, and maybe he'll kill me. Maybe they'll cure me. I don't know, but hmm. I can't just walk around with flippers. I mean, <laughs> she is awful. Built in. Yeah, really built in. and. 
the play here is she wants to eat Asa because, you know, she's sus like that. Hello. And so she said, uh, I won't look at you. But then she looks at her and, hey, you want to eat me? Kind of. But this big whole deal is is that you, you get a little bit of the feels for Yuko. And I will tell everybody, the idea of this chapter, the intrigue and everything that I like about it is the last page. I, I'm kind of done with Yuko. And I might be done with Asa at this point. Uh-oh. I kind of really want Chainsaw Man stuff and Denji. I, you could call me old-fashioned, Luke, if, if that's the case. But I miss the old Denji. Yeah, and maybe if Asa, you know, having her just, I hate that, you know, Chainsaw Man. I hate that Chainsaw I'm like, okay, we get it. Let's let's do something with this or, or move on. And by the end, you actually have a really crazy twist that could really get things going here. So, yeah, because in this here whole deal, at one point, while Yuko is not looking at Ace and they're talking, her crazy squid tail goes and tries to choke out Ace. Like, Bad it has punch. a mind of its own there. Yeah, really, that's not consensual. And Jeez. you end up where, hey, uh, Yuko says, hey, you know that whole thing of protecting you and the, the bullies and stuff? We kind of heard this a little last chapter, but and this one, she says, it wasn't about you. It was about me. I wanted to be a devil. I just wanted to see what it was like. I wanted to, you know, be that. I used you as an excuse. That was how I could justify Uh-oh. it in my mind. But, you know, so don't get upset about anything that happened to me. Now, that might be true. It might be false. It might just be Yuko trying to be a gem and trying to get it so that Asa doesn't feel bad. But then we get back to sneaker jokes. Hey, here, take these sneakers. You can sell them. You can throw them away if they don't fit. She's like, I don't need sneakers. Ah, just take them. <laughs> and then they start laughing. <laughs> I'm like, here we go. And and right. this is not a bad cool down issue, but that's all it is until the end. I mean, Easy you busy. are getting rid of Yuko. She's heading off. You think maybe. And, and I do get the idea that you do care. She's a little more sympathetic now. And both of these girls really just needed friends. It just, they ended up meeting about two months too late. I mean, Aww. maybe, again, though, these two sus girls probably would have been making up worse plans together. <laughs> they would have been worse. But even with that deal where Ace is laughing, and it's almost like trying to get everything off their chest at this point, and now yeah. we can move on, because Ace even says, you know what? I'm laughing it up now. I, I killed the president, class president, teacher, all this but man, I'm I'm yakking it up now. I kind of feel weird about it. Chuckle City. What the hey? And yeah, you end up where I thought it was funny when Yuko leaves. I actually was like, oh man, it's almost like Poochie in The Simpsons when when they found out Poochie ended up going to his home planet and he was an alien. And now all of a sudden, Millhouse is like, really? Like I would really like that. When she starts leaping between buildings, I'm like. All right, now we're getting some things. Yeah, when could she do that? Jeez. Yeah, really. So she, and that pretty much does show you, okay, she is kind of a monstrosity. Look at the, the eyes. Like, it's, like, built in, like, a mask that you could sleep with. Whoa. But you do end up seeing a bunch of people asleep, one being Denji. So he shouldn't sleep with the out and about, right? And then you turn the page, and all of a sudden, Ace is beheaded, or actually mm-hmm. Yuko's beheaded, and we see the shadow of Chainsaw Man doing it. And even the beheaded head says, Chainsaw Man, I don't know how it's talking like that, but, you know, <laughs> that's the, the devil in it. 
Uh, but yeah, Chainsaw Man. I, it made me laugh because I swear at first I thought that the beheaded body was doing gymnastics. I'm like, what, what is it doing? Cartwheel strike a pose here. Jeez. At the end, it looks like there is another Chainsaw Man. Whether that Problems. is a dupe, whether Double that trouble. is a you know out of body thing where Denji falls asleep and this happens, who knows what's going on here? But it kind of gives you this cool play that if you are going to still, and I think they are going to still use Asa, she hates Chainsaw Man. She can't stand him, but maybe she could focus on the sus Chainsaw Man and team up with Denji. Because when she finds out about this, she's going to hate him even more. And I don't know how she'd actually find out completely, but those are my shoes. Yeah, really, that's where you get it, bloodied up shoes. I mean, seriously, you don't want to get blood on your kicks, as they say back in the day. Uh, but by the end, I mean, that's a hell of a cliffhanger. It really is. So I was kind of excited about that. But what would you give it overall? Yeah, I thought it was solid. Like you were saying, kind of like a cool down wrap up of this whole, this whole like friendship that we didn't know we had until it was gone. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I did like the call back to the sneakers. You know, I thought that was cute. Uh, but yeah, really, I'm not that, um, I don't like these characters. But uh, like I'm not you, invested in them. Yeah, I, the most exciting I mean? part here was that splash page, and I think they are definitely going for that shock factor, like the especially when you see Denji snoozing on the previous page, and then uh oh, evil Chainsaw Man has appeared. Uh, so yeah, so, super sus, and I definitely want to know what's going on with this business. Uh, so I'm gonna go for now seven point five out of ten. I'm actually higher than you because of the cliffhanger. I'm gonna go eight point four. But the, cliff, the cliffhanger's a 10. I mean, that's yeah. a 10. And Splash hopefully people have liked it. I've liked it since it's come back. I just kind of am getting to the point where, okay, how long are we going to do this? And I was kind of happy when I, you know, have Yuko saying, hey, I'm skedaddling. I'm getting out of town. Good. Let's go. Let's get more Denji. Let's have fun with that. But then this really ups the ante by the end. So I am excited. To see what goes on with that but we'll move on with the next book and one of our favorites and something where we were wondering what was going to happen in this chapter what are we talking about luke yes next up we are opening the ante with the marriage talks in chapter 27 and uh, just that's what it's called yeah that's what it's <laughs> called and if you remember you ended up having a hero our hero he oh. ended up he was in big trouble he got sliced by we get his name here, Peachy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Peachy, I'd like to come. Peachy Keen. He's kind of Peachy Keen, this guy. Uh, we is said that DC? he was kind of like a, a dreamboat, right? And he isn't one of the families. We find out everything about him really in this to the point where it seems like he might join the squad, right, for little. And maybe. this really, and I even commented on the Manga Plus, which maybe I'll show later, even, oh. even though I didn't check because they've been sussing out on my comments lately oh, over there no. but this again how much does this feel like sakamoto days where you go out to get a guy and then you fight him and then he becomes part of the enemy turned working ally. at the store and this Boom. really feels like that to me and that's not an insult i nope. actually we said this last week i think it's a pretty cool deal because when we have all of this you do end up having arashiyama continuing to be a gem, right? She is a complete gem here. 
And she ends up getting the hamsters into attack mode. The <laughs> Canis a major uh, is kind of a funny deal. Luckily, she doesn't really have to fight because I don't know that she has it in her. She's <laughs> she's trying and she's really going for it. But the idea of this character, Peachy's grabbed Giro and he's taken to the hospital. And it's funny because, like I said, Arashiyama, she may not have it in her, but she already passed the test. Because he turns back and he's like, I got to go help this guy. He's dying. Oh, I thought you were going to kill him. And he says, no, you know what? This is the first time I've ever seen any of you specialists stick up for each other. Like they're always against. And this guy turns from dreamboat sus murder to almost like really wacky origin story lunatic. (laughs) Because his whole play here, he wants to take down. One of the top five families, he say they don't get along. Everybody's causing trouble. And the one that's going to cause the most trouble for me is the Beast Clan. Uh-oh. Now, we know that Arashiyama is part of that. So that I, I actually thought he was going to go after her. But she's luckily for her, which she complained about, she's not a high level deal. Uh, though she does have a bit of a choker on her. But when all this was going on, I didn't even notice really the first time that this bat is just circling him around. Right Lying about the place. We said about this book, the book why I really do like it is you have a lot of really cool action. You get uh, some gore, but it also is kind of hilarious at times. And there's always some, at this point, Hero, he's there and he's laying down pretty much like healing as they're yakking. (laughs) I can sort myself out. Yeah, at the end, he's like, I don't think I need to go to the hospital. And it's funny, too, just the idea that this Beachy, he thought that, Oh, man, I really did a number on him. I got to take him to the hospital. He's like, I really don't need that. I really don't. Now, uh, I'll tell you my complaint again Uh before we get into the other good stuff is uh, Kanosaki does nothing again. No, she's literally just a pillow for his head. And I I wonder if we're going to keep going because you do these assassinations. You have these. She really doesn't have much to give there. She's kind of forced into the background because you have to have the spotlight on the new girls yeah, each yeah. time. And the big thing with, you know, Kanosaki is to try to get Hiro his future wife. And it seems like they've already written uh, Arashiyama out, even though we didn't understand why. We thought that that might have been a good match. But we, ha- we kind of, if you came in the last couple chapters, you'll have no idea really what the big mission statement is to get him married. This ends up just being pure out assassin stuff, and I like it. But I want to get back to that fun, too. And I want every character that's in it right now in this chapter to, to continue on with it. I want them all to stay because I think Solid that they're team. all pretty cool. Because in this, you have another guy who he's found love, Peachy, because he wants to end up taking down all the bad guys because him and his girlfriend, they want to open up a restaurant. <laughs> And he's afraid that if he ends up opening up this cafe, too many people will get killed if there's bad guys around. This is the craziest idea. He says all of this trouble he's going through is because he wants to have a cafe where the people could come and eat in peace as if everybody gets killed in cafes. Because, you know, cafe is the number one hangout spot for all them specialists. Yeah, so... To play the game and to make it even more goofy, this guy, Peachy, is murdered guys. They even said, why'd you murder all these other, you know, clan members and families? And he basically says they were in the way. (laughs) And then you have Giro say, 
and I like this. This is such a funny play because it really pokes fun a lot of times at any time, even in Western comics where somebody kills somebody and then you have to make a backdoor way that it wasn't bad. So you end up where, oh, by the way, all the people that PG actually killed, they were so sus. (laughs) I I saw one person was so funny in the Manga Plus comments, they ended up thinking, now, this guy's called Dan the Dismemberer. I'm telling you. What this person in the comments, and they fully admitted this, that they spent the whole chapter trying to figure out why is this Dan guy so sus? He was just helping out an old man. <laughs> like, no, he's Uh-oh. cutting him off. He's cutting him to pieces. <laughs> but you got Dan the dismember who doesn't like to get paid, but asks for an 80-year-old man what so that he can cut him off and do whatever. I don't know. Then you end up having Koshima, the spear user, who will use anybody, including babies and little girls, to end up being human shields. Right. And then you just have the rest of the crazies. I love, sus. though. Dan the Dismember is almost like he and Club Jam probably hang out oh, yeah. from Sakamoto Days Sickles on the weekends. Anonymous. Yeah, but again, this sort of flavor, it reminds me of that because the, the characters are so over the top, but they're cool. And I, I really do like it. But Peachy wants to end up, you know, having this cafe that would be a peaceful <laughs> cafe. That's it. And they It'd even think PG like, key. yeah, they're like, that's like insane. Like, what are you doing? And why would you even think you would be able to fight, you know, the, the clans and all that? And he's like, well, why not? What do you think? You know, it's pretty cool to get bad guys out of there, right? And they're like, yeah, right. I guess so. But everything's going down here to see what is going to go on and continue on because he really still wants that. They're not going to convince him. Not to take down the the big clan. That's the mission statement. Yeah, so he ends up where, obviously, you have Arashiyama there. You have an inn to go, and you kind of could figure out with that. Now, as another bit of humor throughout all this, Arashiyama is getting so upset because of (laughs) Hiro's head is laying on Kanasaki's lap because she's using that as, like, he's using it as a pillow to prop the head up. And even at one point, Sirius the hamster's patting her. On the head, like, oh, they're <laughs> there. They're there, galley. Uh, yeah, but the whole deal is, okay, do you know how, you know, you're going to get, do you know how to get to this clan? And she's like, well, yeah, I, I don't really know the house, but they're trying to figure out all this and they're going to help them, stuff like that. But then as she's about to give up the goods, all of a sudden she just falls over. And you're like, what the heck happened? And you see that that crazy collar. That she had wrapped around like a viper snake. It seems to be there that if you're gonna, you Alive. know, you're gonna get stitches if you start snitching, oh, or oh. you're just gonna get your blood sucked out. And Batman shows up, but it's just this huge bat guy Literally. out of nowhere, just crazy. He's been circling the whole deal and just laughs and is like, "Hey, we did this. This is how we roll. And if you really want to come and get us." Go to the Dogo Animal Kingdom. There we are. We'll fight you. We'll do this deal. You know, let's just get it done. And he cordially invites them. So it does look like them as a team will end up going off to, you know, go. And some people so pointed out, it does look like uh, almost like Australia, the way it looks with that Makes big sense. island deal. But it's probably not. But Good day, mate. But what would you give it? Yeah, I thought it was solid. Uh, I do agree that like, you do kind of have the Sakamoto days. Getting the team together vibes here. I do think Peachy is very interesting uh, because like he's real, 
Like, one, he's, he's very matter of fact about stuff. Like, you know, you're either his enemy and he's going to kill you, or if you're a decent dude, well, I'm yeah, going to save you. Yeah, if you can prove you're decent, then he'll save you. It's kind of you a know? neat play. Yeah, I like that. He has the mission statement for the world's most safe cafe. And uh, I think that's the play there with his girlfriend. And that's going to be another girlfriend. thing because Giro, that's his big play. Oh. He can't get a lady. And it might be one of those. Do anything for love. Yeah. And he'll do anything. And maybe you'll even have like sister, like crazy stuff. Like it, it just opens up some avenues. But I do like it. And he's really good. I mean, he's a great assassin. So and no connections to a family. So. That's pretty but cool. But really, as well. I am worried about this Arashiyama, uh, this sus choker on her neck. I think, you know, they got to save her. So I don't care what he does. As long as they save her, I'm happy. Even if it means going to sus Australia to save the day. You know, the poor hamsters. Oh, jeez. Uh, so, yeah. I have enjoyed this book every week. It continues to be a banger. I'm very happy that we're talking about it. I'm going to go with solid 8 out of 10 for this. Yeah, I'm going to go 8-5. I, I really like this book. Nice. I really, really like the characters. I like the way it plays out. And I like that not a ton of action in this issue. So you have a mm. flashback to that pretty cool action last time. It's only little, but I laughed at the like, Man, that guy's pretty good. And we see that sign attack again, which was really cool then. So it works out. So, yeah, I really did like it. And it's the whole deal. You know, minus one book this week, I think that we have a lot of bangers this week. Mm. So I hope that people have been reading and enjoying the stuff. But we'll move on to the next one, which is a weird play. It's the idea that not a lot goes on, all action. But by the end, Luke, I was 100% right. So I have to like that. But you you tell us what it is and we'll jump into it. Yes, we continue on Action Street with Dan the Dance, Chapter 82. Number one deadliest dude. Yeah, oh my number goodness. one deadliest dude. And the weird play in this one is that we have this invasion, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, I'll tell you right now, the action in this one is insane. Crazy. It's enough to make up for the past three books. Oh, and geez. this is my problem with it, though. We have what looks like an invasion. I keep saying alien invasion because it seems that, but... I said, I think Vimola signaled him in. I think that maybe she might have tried to stop. But we don't know anything about them. We have no idea. We don't know. Now there's things mentioned in this really quickly and they pass. But we don't know what's happening yet. And Mm -hmm. it's been a couple chapters now to not know what is going on. So it really is starting to throw me off here. Mm. Where And it is now... Okay, let's see Okaron fight. And it's been like, you know, hey, okay, we got done seeing Gigi, Evil Eye, Gigi, so let's go to Okaron. In the meantime, you end up having Momo. She's still at the cafe. So it almost feels like we got to go down the line, and it might be too much. I kind of want to get to not the end of this, because we barely started. We don't know what's going on. So I need that. And in this where this book, If you haven't been reading it, me and you like it. We love it. It was my book of the year last year. I really like it. And I like it, though, because the character interaction, because it's Mm -hmm. written, and now they're separated, and they're just fighting in their crazy forms. I still like this chapter. In the end, I'll go into it. But you end up where I kept turning the page, like, all right, no talking here. And, you know, you look, you go through. Somebody even said in the Manga Plus comments that this was the quickest chapter they've ever read because you could you could get through this in 30 seconds. Uh, the art is great, but, like, at the end of the day, 
You're still going to be reading it quick. Because one person even said that they're amazed that this can come out each week. Oh, yeah. Not so very weekly. Yeah, really. So you end up a bunch of attacks. Okron's holding his own. I mean, he's really going to town on these, you know, aliens, Transformers, Power Rangers. I mean, you got it all. I mean, at this point, it almost is a Judge Dredd slash Predator slash like Cinebite deal. It's really crazy. crazy. I mean, really cool designs. They all look different, but I'm not getting the idea of exactly what they're all about. But you end up even when you first get the deal of dialogue all out. And then Okaron says for a second there, the distance between us was I'm like, I don't even know what you really said. (laughs) Go on now. Let's go. But yeah, you end up having this big praying manis type deal. And he's like, what's this? The feeling of pressure. And then he gets whacked. And they do start talking about the idea of the the pressure of the uh, what's it called gravity on Earth. It's it's a little too much for them. Mm -hmm. They said last chapter, hey, it's kind of dry here we go so you can tell i like in this though you almost get that play when they are squishing and turning up ochre on like really bad squished yeah he does like a pringle oh jeez. they have mentioned like things but they seem to think that because they're having problems on earth everybody like i think they might think they're saving people here because at one point they say oh man it's so crazy here it's so bad that we better get all these people off and out of this planet. But Uh-oh. they do mention it is as the Serponians have reported. Oh. And I'm like, is, is Vimola one of those? I, so, I don't know. It. I worry now because I wanted her, if it was the case, to show up and kind of stop things because she, you know, is kind of liking it there and liking mm-hmm. Okaron. But poor Okaron, the ball is out. Because you get suction cup gun goes over. Sus gun. Yeah, sus gun. They they pretty much pin Okron down. I don't even know if they have to. And get the golden ball. And Jeez. they're like, all right, we got it. What should we do with this body? Ah, let's take it. We'll, we'll do some experiments on that. Give and then break. you're like, oh, my God, what's going to happen here? This is crazy. I mean, nobody's there to help them until out of nowhere. You end up, uh, boom. And then you end up having, and this is a weird deal it's it's a strange callback because i think people have forgotten about it but this is mr mana shrimp in his advanced form the dover demon strong style 24 and so he shows up and just like he's like can you fight for 24 hours businessman businessman (laughs) and he has such a crazy look he's in this overpowered deal i said last chapter He's going to show up. He has to. He's the alien. He would you know, know all about the support this. team. I'm, I'm waiting for what was it? Kachita uh, 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 or uh, what, what did he end up? Uh, I forget what he, his son. He called his son who has the uh, oh, needs to like transformance. Yeah. yeah. The Chiquita is what Chiquitas. he was. Chiquitas. I like him. But I don't think he's up for fighting. So you end up having Mr. Manishrimp in this form. There, there is a little bit of a problem here. If oh. you go back and if you remember him when this happened before, it's a serum that does this whole, you know, up the ante, overpower deal. And he said then, hey, who wants to fight 24 hours? Who wants to? It doesn't last 24 hours. I don't know if you remember. It lasts 24 minutes. He Whoopsies. always says 24 hours and it doesn't last that long. It will wear off. 
And there's just another little aside that I'll bring up just in case it happens. These these aliens keep talking about the idea it's dry and things like that. Mm. You have to remember that if he in this form gets thrown in water, he does not breathe underwater. He would as Mr. Manish shrimp, but he he doesn't in this form. I have a feeling you're going to get a timer of somehow he's going to end up underwater. You're going to think he's going to die, but then he'll go back to Mr. Manish shrimp. But he's really he really pushes this power as if it's bigger than it is. And it made me laugh. And I, I. I have a horrible memory. I really do. And we haven't talked about this. And I don't even think we ever did talk about about him. I don't know. No, we did talk about him, but I don't know. We talked about the 24 hour deal. And so I was like, I remember something. And then I went back. Yeah, I had to go back and look. But it's kind of funny. He shows up and kind of almost like Chainsaw Man, in my mind, even saves the day for the chapter because he's pretty cool. And I do like him, but what would you give this? Yeah, I liked it. Uh, it was a lot of action, which is usually what we get with the dad to dad, but really a lot of action, not a lot of chit chat. Uh, but it was cool to see. Uh, I wasn't expecting a Mr. Man to shrimp. To I show said it again. last time. I told you. I you said know? with aliens, I think he's. Now, again, I said I thought maybe Turbo Granny would show. I want all of them to show up. They, but they might really? be safe for when things happen to Momo. Because they would be people. more a Momo's deal. Though, yeah. I think Turbo Granny might be a little upset with Okaron and that ball. I think that that might be something she'd I be kind like of interested in. like we just got that back. I know, we did. And now it's gone. gone. And it's just like, it's gone again. Really? Jeez. Oh, God. But, yeah, what, what was your score? Yeah, I'll go for this one. 7.8 out of 10. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go 8. I'm going to go a little more positive than you. I, I kind of like positive the end. But, uh, hopefully. Like I said, we kind of wrap this up or get it up a level. You either have to kick it up a notch, not just fight, fight, fight. And this seems like I thought we were going to get there because you end up getting the ball. You get Okran. Mm. Oh, my God, he's going to be taken away. And now we end up getting Mr. Manishrim show up and fight. fight, fight, fight again. So we'll see how that goes. But we'll move on to the next chapter. I better oh. watch what I say about this this app. Uh, what are we Uh-oh. talking about, Luke? Yes, we move over to Izuki Town. Friend of the show, Izuki Town, Jim. Oh, my goodness. They uh, followed are... us on Twitter after we did a review for this. Wow, so that was we cool. did such a good job last week. Oh, boy. But we are here to do a good job again with uh, the place where the chess is hottest, Jim. Round two. This is Blitz Chapter 2. I'm a pawn, not I'm a prawn, as I as I read it. As I Mr. Mana Shrimp might have said. Oh, right? boy. There, there's a little bit of a shrimp joke. You're, you're a bit of a shrimp. You end wah, up wah. in this. I, I still go with the idea that this really plays out more like an animated, like an anime, or like not even just a full out, like a, a movie type deal that I said last time, but more like a, you know, a weekly anime that comes. It's weird because some of the scenes in my mind, should be more visual. When you end up where okay. I think one of the coolest plays, if you ended up having this as an anime, it would almost feel like a Pokemon or a Yu-Gi-Oh, something like that. When oh, you yeah. start playing the chess, I could just imagine things swirling around, and now we're in fantasy chess okay, world. Cool music you know goes. what I mean? I think that you would actually see the chess game play out as a it fantasy world life. deal. But since we don't have motion in this, I'm a little worried. And I, I love the character stuff in this. And boy, I don't think that I've had more fun reading two chapters in my life coming up with ideas of what sus people are doing in this. 
because we start out in Jean-Marc's Pancake Cafe. And we said right away, the minute that I saw that Jean-Marc is going to be starting out, I was so happy. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that I I love the idea that the guy just has the pancake house. You know, that's the name of the place. I'm like, all right, he goes for it. Though, Luke, I will tell you, we get a little Food Wars, and I thought, huh. What about? It's funny too because when I went and I I read the chapters in the order that we're going to do them, so I go into this and I'm like, kind of looks like an alien from Dan to Dan, that crazy you know concoction there. But I thought that's a pretty good idea. I've never seen the square pancakes before. That's crazy. It looks more like I'd have to combine my knowledge of Tis Torture as well because that really looks more like a crate. Then it does a, a pancake, and a crepe is only just a thin pancake, right? This it's just a pancake you haven't met before. Oh, yeah, my I'm telling goodness. you. But he is French. And, you know, you know. there you go. Maybe he's kind of, you know, mixing and matching. He's crossing oh, the streams here. But la. he makes Tom, you can't forget that name. He makes Tom this really, I mean, it's intricate Pan- for what it is. Do you think it's on the house, you know? Uh, yeah. The, the pancake house? Again, I think this is one of those things. This is why I said it reminds me of something like a Kiki's delivery service. Yeah, he's just a friendly neighborhood chess player. And, and Tom just walks through the town. Nobody cares about money. They're like, oh, my God, Tom, come here. Hey, it's Tom. How is your mother doing? You even played out the idea that this is a French-feeling town in the middle of and like this whole deal is just like, wait, wait, get over here, Tom. Come on over here. And yeah, he's doing his chess deal. The only thing that you need in this, and I'm telling you, if this happens, I will laugh so hard. <laughs> it, it can't. You have to find out that Jean Marc, he used to be a chess champion, Ooh. but he had to <laughs> give it up. He had to give it up because he hurt somebody or something, or something <laughs> happened. I'm like, that's all you need to make this pure out, even like a Disney. Cartoon deal of that, like all of a sudden they're like, I haven't picked up the king piece in years. Oh my god! Yeah, when he like, hey, can you get me some ground beef down in the basement? He goes down and sees this old trophy, dusty trophy. What is going on here? Oh my goodness! You weren't supposed to see that. (laughs) He's so great, and then he just had the wax poetic looking off into the distance, thinking of his big chess games. You find out that he's Gary Kasparov's freaking best friend or something. And uh, Gary Kasparov, not a ghost. We'll we'll say that. But yeah, he ends up getting involved. Oh, man, you like that chess? Pretty good book here. Then he puts it down, written by John Mark. (laughs) So yeah, and he says, hey, I want to do this chess. I got to go. And I love this idea where John Mark, first off, when he gets hugged by Tom, he's like really sus here. He's like, whoa, what are the people going to think? I'm like. Settle down, John Mark. First off, you're the owner of the place, right? So they probably know you. This Tom freeloader has been eating breakfast there every day for years. You know that. So they all probably know him. But yeah, he's like, he he comes off. I think he's supposed to be like one of those manly men. Hey, hey, what's it, buddy? Yeah, you'll see. I'm telling you right now, he will hug Tom. When Tom ends up winning this contest, that'll be the big play. <laughs> Look at that manly man. He hugged When him. you get a checkmate, then we'll think about it. And and even just look at them. Just talk, They're yelling at each other, but they're not really yelling. They're like, I got to learn chess in two months. Two months? What? You can't oh. learn chess because he does that. Do you play chess? I dabble. You know what I mean? Like, I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting I for haven't it. heard that word in a long time. Yeah, I'm telling, I want it. 
Tom to leave and the assistant at the cafe comes over, Jean-Marc, why didn't you tell him you're a, you be quiet, don't you say it? I just need it. It'll be so I cool. left that world behind a long time ago. And then looks over and there's a picture of his dead wife. <laughs> <laughs> we can have it all. Uh, but he's going to help Tom. And you know why he's going to help Tom? Tom says, hey, I just I said that I'm going to end up beating the chess club president so in president. two months. What are you talking about? You can't do that. What are you, crazy? Well, it's for a lady. Okay. I'm He's in. like, I'm in. Like, all you have to say is <laughs> it's it's for the love. Uh, I, I love this play, too, is they're yelling, right? Does, does Sean Mark ever ask him, like, what the repercussions are if he doesn't win? Yeah, why are the stakes? The, the stakes are you're not in the club. That's Uh-oh. it. And and then you could he'd be like, well, then you take up kite flying or something. Right. I don't know. Go and do badminton. That seems to be popular. So, yeah, it's just kind of ridiculous. There's no stakes. But the interaction of these two, I love it. I, I'm telling you, right. I love it so much. And, yeah, you go. Once you get out of them, because you do end up going, and I love the idea where they're going to try to give that natural way of giving you chess rules. So they both know kind of how to play. You tell me how to play since you are studying, and I want to see if you're paying attention. And you do get the rules. We're not going to the rules. You end up going through the pieces. I do like you get the visuals. That's where I said it would be really neat for an anime when you end up going to, like, the king, and you see the king there. And all that and how he's envisioning the game himself. Very cool. He might be. I, I don't think Gary Kasparov is sitting back and going, you think this would be a lovely queen here? He's now. I don't think so. But they're going down all the pieces, giving you the rules of the game. I think the funnest is if you get the rook or actually the pawn for the bit. It ends up transforming and he thinks of it almost in like a video game type deal. John Mark has to tell him to calm the heck down. Whoa. He's like, well, I didn't think of it as that. But. You do end up getting the rules if, if you did need them. I played a little bit of chess, so I know the basic rules they just gave That's here. It's just that, and... yeah, really. It's just that in <laughs> a, a, a manga, I don't know that I want to get fully into every move no, of a chess We're not game. reading chess book for dummies here. We're reading pancakes for dummies. And what I need is I need fantasy world where the king is beheading people and you're doing nonsense cool. as a visual of it. Though, I'm actually surprised, and maybe this is something that happens down the, the line, because they do have, I don't know if you've ever seen the diagrams, and they can end up showing you the moves of a chess game Whoa. on a page. Maybe they'll do that for some of the games for people who are into the chess. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, but you, you kind of, a little niche area here of manga fans who are also into the chess, but yeah, if you are, group. I think I, I'm guessing you'll really be into it. So you go up then. You know, to get Laurent, and it, it's Sus Glasses. He's there. He seems a little again. bit better here at first, but then you realize, no, he's just happy because he's beating people in Prince. chess. And so you end up getting our gal Harmony, best gal Harmony, and she's there Jen. with the other girl, the new girl that wanted to join. I still don't know why she joined, but you end <laughs> up where, hey, can we play a game? Yeah, hey. And I love Harmony. is not nice either i am no, like she you. says she says something here that i think is supposed to be nice but kind of feels like shame but yeah, she's like oh i don't like it thanks for playing with me harmony and then she goes oh yeah it reminded me of the time when i was a beginner myself and terrible i love and it it's like, yeah she basically and i think she's like 
I just like beating you. Like, I, you know, I got to be reminded of how great I was. But yes, yeah, she just basically thing. says you're terrible and then starts to brag about all the things she did. I have the ghost mentors on my side. <laughs> I have all of these mentors, all of the chess greats. I'm like, this is a little extreme now. But Whoa. yeah, Gary Kasparov himself gave me advice. Oh, what was the advice? He said, keep playing chess. No, you end up where he wanted for the future of chess. So you end up with, oh, man, that's so cool. Hey, let's shake on it. Hey, it's so ridiculous. I'm telling you, the whole deal of this is just, it kind of like, all right, I don't like Harmony as much. Though, Uh you know, you see her. But she looks like a queen, Jim. She's elegant. I should have had that sound bite. She ends up, I almost (laughs) have it. Here we go. Oh, my. That's not it. Uh, Yeah, so you end up where. Oh, she's just like the queen. Oh, my God. And you go one month later, and you end up where Tom, he's sleeping in class. Right? Uh-oh. What what happened to glasses here? <laughs> I mean, now he becomes evil overlord, and I swear to God, <laughs> it's because he's so annoying. Somebody punched him and broke the one part of his glass. Whoa. I really thought that it was, but he's laughing it up. Oh, look at that guy sleeping in class. He ain't going to beat me in chess. Huh? I want to crush him. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know that those go the same there just Jeez. because he is sleeping because he's studying chess got his head on the chest Laurent. and yeah you do end up where you see that tom does have something because he is up there in the tree his favorite hangout spot he is visualizing a game of chess like he's you know seeing it through game of the mind tell me me and you are eating our lunch and we're like down right below what do we think this guy's doing I'm he's up you. in a tree Probably. And he's moving his arms around like he's, you know, <laughs> I don't know I don't what I mean. <laughs> That's what it looks like. I mean, it, it almost would maybe look like he's playing an organ. Maybe he's playing his organ. The of the mind. <laughs> his organ. I told you I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm myself up. Oh, we're already getting canceled. Oh, yeah, boy. I know. I said <laughs> I said it again, it's got to stink. Oh, yeah, end up where I just meant. I know what you meant. <laughs> he ends up where. Hey, uh, what's up? And that's where you get assistant. Hey, and this is the thing. This is where I really thought. Now I remembered exactly what I thought. Hey, what's going on with that young man? Their boss? Oh, hey, boss. Is he going to be able to win their boss? Jean Marcos, I don't really know about that, but there's one thing I'm sure of. The boy reminds me of me. I thought that that's what we were going to get because he was a champ. Let the boy oh, watch. Yeah, he's like, like, the boy is interesting and then starts laughing in one of the most sus panels you will get <laughs> ever in a manga. Look at that thing. It looks like he's, <laughs> I swear to God, he's drooling. He's like, <laughs> that boy. Now we're really canceled. <laughs> Though I do like Tom when he's walking down and says the peculiar way he got into the world of chess amuses me. Amuses me. Again, it's kind of a weird dialogue, but I like little smart looking Tom there. Look at a little businessman. And he is thinking, and he's thinking, this is where I said, he's thinking of all of this as a fantasy world. So if he goes into a chess match, I'd rather him visualizing it as a full-out battle of medieval magical beings. The final fantasies fight. Yeah, then him like, okay, rook to queen. (laughs) That that sort of thing, you know, oh, I can move two with this and diagonal. That wouldn't really get me, but he mentioned it earlier, and now he does it again as he's thinking, and I think, yeah, I, I could go with that, and that would be really cool way even in an anime, but in this as well, to go into these matches. And then we find out, like, 
that's his little special way of doing it. And then in the meantime, the funny thing is Gary Kasparov is a part of this book and he will become a part of it, it says. So you go, I don't think that Gary Kasparov ever would think anything like this. So I need Tom to go up and like, hey, Mr. Kasparov, you know, my friend Luke thinks you're dead, but that's bullcrap. But here. Do you think of these characters and pieces as being like real medieval knights? He's Doesn't like, that knight look cool? Get out of my face! Oh, <laughs> just, no. Get this boy away! I can't. I think he's Russian. I can't Give do me it. an accent. He ends up yelling at this. Let the boy walk. See, that's what they should do. He like runs into a competition and they're going to kick Tom out. And then they're like, no, no, no. Let the boy walk. Oh, my God. Wow. This has gone off the rails. <laughs> It has, I, and also a section that I told you should never be over fifteen minutes. We're at forty-five. What is your score? Yeah, you know, I still like this book uh, a whole heck of a lot, Jim. And uh, we do have a lot of fun with it, but uh, a lot of nonsense. But uh, yeah, it's fun. Like I'm still enjoying these characters. We did get a, a bit more chase uh, this chapter, which I was worried about, but uh, I I like how they handled it. You know? Yeah, you you sent me a thing that you actually liked the way it was going. So yeah, that's cool, right? I, I mean, did. you got some rules. You know, you get the rules, you get the cool-looking pieces, you get the visualizations. They are intriguing me with a lot Ooh, of fun. I'm, I think this is really good. I'm not making fun of it. when I'm. No. I, I think these characters, there's something to them and something oh, about absolutely. this. That really, it makes me smile the whole time, and then I start giggling to myself, and then I get sus with certain language. I don't think we have that much fun with it if we weren't already enjoying it in the first place. You know what I mean? Um, we're laughing with it. You'll see laughing. the next book. Oh, no. So what is your score? Because mine might I'm, shock you. Again, everybody, I'm making fun of it, but not. Like you said, I'm laughing with it. What I'm is your telling score? you, Blitz, for that, I'm loving this book. I'm going 9.2 out of I'm 10. I'm a 9. I'm a 9. Boom. You're a 9.2. We almost went down the increments we had in that first deal, but you're still at a 9 and a 9.2. It is pretty good. Not not my favorite chapter of the week, though, just to oh. be a little spoilerific. Hello. But what is the next book we're talking about? Yeah, the next book, I'll be honest, I'm not so crazy about this one, Jim. Uh, it's not very good. No. <laughs> it is the Zombie Makeout Club's Chapter 2, A Crow, Jim. Oh, it's Crow. Yeah, yeah. All right, what's your score? Uh, I'm telling you, that, that <laughs> this it's all, it's all art, and it's art that really isn't art. That, this is just, this is a book that really isn't meant for me and you. It's very grim. I mean, yeah, I just gory. had fun. You know, laughing and smiling at yeah. the, a little kid it's trying like to learn chess options. to get a girlfriend. And then we move into this where you still have a mystery going on of what's happening with this main girl. She died. She comes back. She's in a lab. It seems at the beginning of this, this is something that is set up where they have a lab. And if you end up letting somebody come back to life, you, you get sliced and diced. I, I'm telling you, I was confused. And the character designs, I think, are pretty cool, but they are the same thing. Like, this is the idea, a gas mask on, uh, you know, a girl dressed up in a school uniform. Okay, but what does that mean? What What are you really doing? Because to me, you're just going for that visual. You end up having this other kid with the emo haircut, who is actually Crow, and he ends up having the Hannibal Lecter mask. Style over substance. What? Yeah, what does that mean? Why is that? I need a story also in this. It really throws it in my face 
you're getting the F-bomb a lot. And this is, a, yeah. we won't say bad words, but unfortunately <laughs> going through this, they're right there. I didn't even realize that. And that actually upsets me as well mm. because of the live stream. But even so, the the cursing, it ends up being like anything where cursing doesn't make something mature. In it moderation. makes it rated mature, but it's yeah. it's not a mature. A mature story to me is something that is clever. Something that is, yeah, you can have a little sus things, but something a little above, you know, what a little kid would go. That's the thing I would go. That It just doesn't mean it's a free license to just say the F-bomb, just mm. to say it. And it doesn't really do anything in this. It's already sus enough. Everything's grim. But also, we said that, and that the idea of the art, a lot of very barren pages that go along with it. And I think that it's trying really desperately to go with, you know, something like a chainsaw man where it's all blood, because even there's one thing and I thought it was OK where the blood even goes outside the panels if it's, you know, affecting the. But that doesn't get me right. No. And then you just have these. Then you have the, the main girl that she seems to escape. She's got a saw. They're doing this, that, the other thing. The you heck? have a crow that's watching this. She's talking crap to this camera. They oh. end up getting the camera. Then you get the, hey, don't answer your phone. But then he answers the phone. And then we get what a flashback. I'm telling you, we're going to get through this really quick. And you end up having this kid who looks like he went against his partner for the Yakuza. But now he's going against. He's never not going against somebody. He's, no. he's a, is clear he's a backstabber, book. though, this guy. But in that, I don't know that I'm supposed to care. Am I supposed to like the guy? I Am don't I supposed know. to not like him? In in this, then, let's get disgusting. You end up going where, and we what go to the I place was. where the girl, I'd love to say I knew anything more about her because she seems to be the main character, but she cut the eyeball out. This Uh-oh. guy can end up getting body parts and nonsense, and if he ends up communing with it, he can kind of see what happened. So he puts the eyeball in his mouth, his partner's like, you really going to do that, pal? And he does it. Oh, my. And then he thinks of the girl that we know as that deal of, oh, my. Then you see her skull. I, I just, I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't, I just don't know. Like I said, they say, don't answer the phone. And then he answers. The, <laughs> and then you're done. <laughs> and you have this guy. And again, he's got his. His suit on. And, I don't know and what's the, going on in this book. <laughs> this poor crow. <laughs> and the guy is like, what are those things? Listen, buddy, I know that you like to go to the hot topics and you're all goth. You don't have to let that crow be the same. The crow doesn't have to dress up like it goes to hot topics. Yeah, stylish crow. Holy moly, look at that thing. It's got Jeez. more style than me, I'll tell you that. Oh. <laughs> and you go back to that girl from the beginning and they're like, oh, well, you don't have one eye. But wait, do you see? Oh no, people are hanging upside down and a television girl is after us. television. What is going on in this book? This is it. We're done. Please. We usually give it three deals. She kicks nope. in the television. Oh my god, this roundhouse kick will be televised. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. And then in that you have the television it's just her eye. Oh, no. oh my god, it's giving me the evil eye the television. What is uh, going on? Uh, the, the art's interesting enough until uh, in my mind, the art was interesting the first chapter till about like page four. And then I, I need more than that. And by this, it's just like, okay, these are random violent scenes. That's all yeah. it is. It is a 
like a snuff film in a manga. And yeah. I'm, I need I need a story to back it up. And, and you can tell me all you want, because this was popular and it was a webcomic that had a ton of people reading it. Don't give me the nonsense. Oh, by chapter 10, it really oh, comes through. Because, problems. Yeah, that, that's future nobody's problem here Aww. because I need it right from the beginning. I need something to grab me. And Thank I you. think that most people, the hook would be the ultra violence and the grittiness. That's not for us. So really, it, you could say it's us, not it. But I think that these first two chapters really don't get you anything but a bunch of F-bombs. A bunch of like, I guess, neat kills, but bunch of more... nonsense. Yeah, and every time there's a deal, even this last bunch of pages, you end up having, you know, the splatter outside. I that doesn't. That's okay. That's a no. gimmick that most people don't even care about. And then at the end, uh, she gets grabbed by this guy. I thought it was Top Hat from <laughs> Ka- Kaiju Number Eight. But yeah, oh, there you go. I ended up going off of the thing, and this thing ends up being bad. It goes right back to the beginning. Oh my! Right. There's a there's a live stream for you. But yeah, by the end, it's like, oh no! I I hope she doesn't die. <laughs> like I I, I don't care. Yeah, I, what is it? What's going on? You kind of set up a mystery, but it seems like there's not much of a mystery because you're not really giving us anything. What would you give this by the end? Yeah, I'm not crazy about this book at all. I, don't I almost what... said we're not going to talk about it, but I'm like, yeah, scroll. We'll talk about this one last yeah, time. We'll wrap it up here. Um, we'll just say our goodbyes, I suppose. Like, I'm not crazy about the art, uh, and it seems like that is all this book has going for it because there's not, the story is so ambiguous, and they're kind of going for that kind of mystery vibe, that pulp fiction, unconnected, Connected different stories, but I have got a notion what is happening. I'm a dummy, yeah, but uh, I don't know what's happening. And there's not enough here to hook me, to keep me invested at all. It just feels like disconnected scenes of just gory nonsense, and uh, it's not for me. If it's for you, maybe that's good. I mean, maybe it reads better when you read it back to back. Maybe that just might be the problem reading a week to week like this, but uh, maybe if you're a psychopath. Yeah, I, uh, don't answer the phone, Jim. Oh boy, uh, I don't answer my <laughs> phone. Also, when he answered it, it did say like unknown caller. Who answers though? Yeah, yeah, that's going straight to voicemail. Seriously, the guy's got a flip phone. Yeah, well, <laughs> Even I'm making money. Oh, jeez, he spent all his money on the the you know fancy crow, not on the fancy phone. He's like, oh my god, this AOL online is really costing me a lot. I need my flip phone. Holy crap. Uh, but what's your score? I know yeah, you I, hate to go low. I think it's a note. I'm going low. I'm thinking five out of ten. Yeah, I'm going to go four. But yeah. here's the thing, too. If you like it, I would never get mad at somebody no. liking it. So don't get mad at us for not liking it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody has their thing. and this. Some this people are going to love this. Some people are going to love the Blitz, and we love the Blitz. Yeah, I, I think that there might be people who listen to this that say, Oh, look at them. They look like stupid blitz. And now it's just yes, what we I like do. and what you like. Yeah. So with that, I'm just saying it. I'm sure that people will, somebody will get mad and say, oh, Aww. it's because you guys are babies or you can't. And it is true. We're the babies. True. Yeah. We're babies we are. That's what it is. Uh, goo goo gaga. But Indeed. we're going to go off right now to speaking of babies. Oh. We're going to go off to complaining <laughs> and shade throwing Luke. We're going to go to Indeed. his bangers and boy. I guess the show we just throw in the towel, Luke. It's going to be a long one. It shouldn't have been. I apologize to me and you, mainly. 
Because oh, I was going to go to bed. Now I don't even know what I'm saying. Offending well, people. I'm usually not the one who says things that would get us canceled. Yeah, right? That's you. the thing. Oh. I'm going to beat them. Yeah, I can edit that out, but you can't edit out of the live stream. What happens in the <laughs> live stream stays in the live stream. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. So luckily at this point, nobody goes to the live stream. So maybe that's why you have to go. You, we are famous. People listening on the podcast, they'll have no idea what I said. They'll wonder go. what's going on. I'll that's why tell. That's why you need to go to the live stream. Oh, my God. You don't want to know what I said. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. So with all that, let's go off to Luke's Bangers. What's up, manga fans? It's your boy, the Hollywood Kid, back at it again on the Weird Science Manga and Anime Podcast. As part of the rootin' tootin' Weird Science Manga and Anime Family of Podcasts, we ain't a corporation. We ain't a solicitation. We are a happy family. Indeed. Bada bing, bada boom. It is the day after my birthday. Heads are feeling sensitive tender so we're gonna take it easy but as always we do have two big bangers to discuss on luke's big bangers what are the chance and let me tell you it's a little little exciting this week a little something new a little something fresh we because if you don't know the usual suspects are not so usual this week we do have my hero academia on break hate to see it go but it does give it the opportunity to you know discuss something new to stretch our wings and fly around and boy are our arms gonna be tired but yes indeed i am going to be talking about the jujitsu kaisens which is obviously you know the staple here in luke's big bangers we do like a bit of jujitsu and then i'm gonna mix things up a little and i'm gonna discuss a book that me and jim both really liked but we haven't talked about recently and that is the you and i are polar opposites hot off the manga plus a sleeper hit on the manga plus ladies and gentlemen and i will hope to inform and educate and entertain you today and tell you why you and i are polar opposites is one book that you be needing to be reading oh boy oh my goodness it's gonna be a banger indeed but we do have jujitsu kaisen first of all and it's gonna be a quick one so let's get it done lickety split we have this week jujitsu kaisen chapter 204 blood and oil part three we open with a title page of sus massages or maybe it's just chozo getting a push from his his bros on the back and one of them has weird fingers i don't know about them apples but we do see it is chozo he did ask for his brother's help in the last end of the chapter and that's exactly what he got now i don't know if this is the the bros of the mind stepping in to give him a little push on the back but it seems like they they actually are helping a little bit more physically as well because we do see one two three all the bros including itadori they're able to give him the the push that he needs is itadori eso or iso and kichizu don't ask me which one is which. I already forget. But, uh, you know, these are the dudes that Itadori and Kugisaki, way back in the day, they took out. Spoilers for Jim, I suppose. <laughs> ah, he's not listening to this anyway, so uh, it doesn't really matter. Go edit something, Jim. But we do have these guys are all here to give Chozo a hand against the big bad stitches. 
aka Naruto Kavo, aka in the body of Suguru Ghetto, aka very confusing. But basically, that's what happens here. We have Chozo with the power up from his bros, including Iso's Wing King, which gives him pretty little butterfly wings, and lets him change the trajectories of the blood. But apparently, that's not enough because it's going slow than when he is doing it with the piercing blood. And this is no thang at all for one Suguru Ghetto Noritoshi Kamo stitches. He is able to handle business. And he is still using those weak cursed spirits. He is playing the one trick pony uh, and he is not going to unleash any new abilities for Chozo even when Chozo has ripped off his shirt and looking buff and having the power of his bros by his side. And stitches is throwing shade as well. He's like, is there any reason to all this? Okay, you got the power up but it still ain't enough to handle my business. Oh my goodness. But Chozo is very fired up. He is inspired by his bros. He says like Esso, I'm gonna fight with Grace. Like Kichizu, I must fight freely. And then he uses his exploding hand technique. He uses his Iron Man gauntlet blast with blood, which is pretty funky. And he grabs onto Stitches. And then he says, and like Yuji, I must fight with powers. And then he, uh, he slams him onto the ground. Still not enough, as Stitches has used a cursed spirit human shield thingy to block the punch and says, are you finished? He is still not impressed by Chozo, even with Chozo pulling out all the stops like this. He says, you're slow. You're bored. I don't like you. Oh my goodness. And then he jumps back. But Jozo has been playing the, the long game because he's been using the tracking of his piercing blood. And as he says, it works like a canal. And a canal that transports compressed blood to you as we do see the blood is surrounding stitches. And oh, oh what's he going to do in this situation? He's going to use some crazy force field technique, kind of like the Gojos with his infinite ability and not letting stuff touch him. But this is when Chozo does the supernovas and boom, it doesn't work. Oh no. He's surprised. The misfires? What's happening here? Oh no, hang on. Stitch has deflected that blood in every direction. Which means, you know, mission failed for the canal tracking blood. They didn't hit a but Mission succeed for trying to get Stitches to use something that isn't curse manipulation. And Stitches knows this as well. Stitches is angry that he was forced to play another card in his sus hand. And Joseph says, you just use something besides curse manipulation. You schmuck. You ninkum poop and then oh my goodness we do see on the last page i may be an only child but good work big bro and it's only yuki sakumo back at it again this is her time to strike now chozo stepped it up he was able to spill the beans on stitches get him to reveal more of his powers and now this is when yuki sakumo the heavy hitter is going to step into the ring and get the job done working together to save the big thumb oh my goodness you love to see it yes indeed a very quick chapter for jujitsu kaisen this week really just punching and using blood abilities but it was pretty nifty i do like myself some chozo as i said last week and to see the underdog really step it up here uh, against all odds and actually succeed in making stitches spill the beans here i was very happy to see it and i'm looking forward to seeing more of yuki sakumo because we haven't seen a lot of her but whenever we do it's always 
bad but business indeed. So I'm very excited to see that. Uh, and I'm glad my boy Chozo was able to get the job done. Bless up. 8 out of 10. Solid banger. Bada bing, bada boom. Looking forward to more. But... Here we go with something a little different on Luke's Big Bangers here. We are heading off to Manga Plus Town and into You and I Are Polar Opposites Town. Let me tell you a little something about this book. This book is School Shenanigans City. I'm telling you, you know me and Jim are all about that school shenanigans. And for my money, hot take here, ladies and gentlemen, hot take. For my money, there is no better book in town for school shenanigans than you and I are polar opposites. It's beating me and Rebuco. It's beating high school family, which is a family set in school. You think the school shenanigans don't get much better than that. But I'm telling you, for for school shenanigans and, and cookie capers and all this kind of fun stuff, I'm telling you, this book is where it's at. We have a small but lovable cast. We have quirky, kind of shoujo-esque art almost, but it fits in quite nicely. And we have wonderful humor and just just the everyday school shenanigans that you do be enjoying. Just like, you know, kids being kids and and just awkward first romances and, and lots of fun and cute things. It's adorable. Case in point, we have this chapter here, which is just cute as a button. We have you and I are polar opposite it's chapter 18, A Gnawing Feeling. Oh my goodness. We kick things off here with two of the side casts. We have Nishi-san, who is Tani-kun's assistant partner in the library committee's, uh, you know, reception desk area. And she is awfully shy. And she has trouble, uh, you know, talking, which is something I don't have. But uh, she has trouble putting the words in her mouth and expressing her feelings, which is something a lot of a lot of the characters in this book do have you know they are a bundle of emotions but they can't wear their hearts on their sleeves because that is the teenage way of life ladies and gentlemen and that is what school shenanigans is all about but we do see she is going into school she sees her partner tani kun her library partner and then she goes oh yes good morning and she's happy that even she was able to say good morning that is a big step for her she is normally not saying a lot. But then, uh-oh, but dump, but dump, she sees her, her, her crush enter the building. Heartthrob Yamada Kun, who is clueless, really. Whereas she is very shy and overthinks things. He's the type that wears it all on his sleeve and doesn't think at all, which makes them such a good couple. But they both have feelings for each other, as we have slowly uncovered over the course of these 18 chapters. This book is so good, even the side romances are crispy. Like, we do have the main romance with Suzuki and Tani Kun. And if you want to know a little bit more about that, I suggest you go and listen to the Manga Monday, You and I Are Polar Opposites Chapter 1 episode that me and Jim did, where we cover all the bases there. But this is the side hustle, side romantic plot here. And even that is crispy. But we see, she sees her crushed Suzuki, she gets all flustered, and she runs off. This makes Tani Kun very confused, and this makes Suzuki sound who is Tani Kun's girlfriend, very, very, very confused. Because she just sees Nishi-san blushing in front of her BF and then running off. So what the heck does that mean? Uh-oh. And here is where we have a simple miscommunication, a simple 
misrepresentation of events blows things out of proportion. In classic school shenanigans form, I would say. So she's very confused and the game is on. Detective Suzuki is on the case. She's asking Tani-kun, what's going on with all that business? What's this Nishi-san like that you'd be hanging out with at the libraries? Now, because Nishi-san is so quiet, normally, and Tani-kun ain't much of a big talker himself, so there's not really much he can say. They just kind of just sit there in silence in the libraries. But this has Suzuki perplexed, confuzzled, and she is thinking about things and going, hmm, I see. And that makes Tani-kun confused, confuzzled, and perplexed. And then at lunchtime, he discusses it with his buddy Tyra-kun, who didn't think that they were buddies. And then he explains the situation, what's going on. Suzuki is really interested in that girl, Nishi-san, in the libraries. What's going on? He doesn't know why she's so interested in asking all the questions. Tyra, the voice of reason, drops a, a, a truth bomb. Perhaps she thinks you are having second thoughts about her. Oh my goodness, this is a game changer for one Tani-kun. He didn't even consider this. She might be jealous. Oh my goodness. Even though he's thinking, I didn't do anything to make her jealous. And I don't imagine her getting jealous in the first place. Usually she's just a bundle of laughs like that. But then Tyra is thinking about things and said, well, maybe it could be that you're a little happy that she's jealous. Oh my goodness, the plot thickens. Even if you find it hard to imagine, you want to think that she might be jealous, but you're not confident enough to say for sure. You like that she's jealous, but you don't think that you like that she's jealous. There is the layers. It's incredible. This prime time school shit shenanigans right here. And Tani-kun shakes his head. No, no, no. It's not like that. Or is it? Dun, dun, dun. Here we go. And then they get interrupted by the girls. So they have to stop their uh, deep discussions here. But we do see that there's layers going on on both sides. We have Detective Suzuki trying to crack the code. And then we have Tani-kun trying to figure out the code that he needs to crack about jealousies. Ooh. But then we do have some fun shenanigans. We have a clear out at the leftover toils clearance sale and they bought a load of bubbles and balls and fun items to be playing with after school and this is just the type of goofy school shenanigans that we'd be in for every chapter with this book ladies and gentlemen but because they're all so excited about these toys that Tani-kun doesn't get a chance to ask Suzuki how she really feels oh no and then later on he's doing the library shift with shy Nishi-san and Nishi-san is still overthinking the fact that she couldn't even say hello and meanwhile Tani-kun is overthinking the fact that what Suzuki might be feeling jealous and maybe he feels bad that he is happy that she feels jealous but really he just wants her to talk things talk but really he just wants her to talk things out with him and tell her how she really feels he wants that open honest relationship and these two don't say anything to each other but think about 12 paragraphs worth of dialogue here. It's incredible. But they both come to the realization that Tani-kun has to ask Suzuki and Nishi-san has to talk to anybody really, but really to Yamada-kun. And little did they know that they have the perfect opportunity here. After school, where bubble shenanigans are underway, the whole class is all blowing bubbles, 
carefree living it up. And we do see Suzuki-san has spotted Tani-kun. And Nishi-san has spotted Yamada-kun blowing bubbles. And Suzuki runs right over. And Tani-kun thinks this is his moment. He needs to talk. But then she runs right past Tani-kun. Straight to Nishi-san, who is shocked. And she says, do you like the bubbles? We've got all these fun toys. And we're having a big bubble blowout. Let's go. You go over to Yamada-kun. He's holding the bubble liquid. And he has the bubble liquid ready to go. And this is where Nishi-san blushes. And then she says, thank you. This is her chance to hang out with Yamada-kun. Suzuki-san set it all up for her. I truly appreciate your kindness. And she runs off. Bless up. And then we do see she's using the bubbles. She's embarrassed. And even Yamada-kun's blushing a little. Oh my goodness. And we have seen here, for somebody who seems to be a bit of a dummy, Suzuki has cracked the code. She realizes as she smirks that she figured out what was going on between these two. We'll go all the way to the flashback. We knew that there was a girl that Yamada-kun liked. She went to the same school. She was in a different class and she was shy. And when they were walking home and they happened to be talking to each other, Yamada-kun and Nishi-san, and she was laughing at all his silly jokes, that's when she put two and two and three and three and four and four together and she cracked the code that the girl that Yamada-kun likes is actually Nishi-san. And what's more, the plot thickens is that after the bombshell this morning, it is clear that those feelings are mutual because Nishi-san saw Yamada-kun standing right beside Suzuki-san and she ran away and was blushing like heck. She didn't run away because she was talking to Tani-kun. She ran away because she saw her heart throb, Yamada-kun walk in, and she's too shy to talk to him. Oh my goodness, case closed. It's definitely mutual cuteness overload is what she's thinking. And she's happy that she played matchmaker and was able to keep Yamada-kun here until the library closed so that they could get together and blow the bubbles. Oh my goodness, look at that. Isn't Suzuki-san just an absolute gem? But then we do have from Tani-kun here, he is waiting for his moment to strike. He says, so, Suzuki, you were asking me about Nishi-san all day. And then she says, oh, don't worry about all that. You know, all them questions. Don't worry about all that. It was just that I wanted to know more about her. I want to be friends. Oh my goodness. And this is where Tani-kun is devastated. He had such impure thoughts, thinking she was jealous of him, when really, she was just being a gem and wanted to get to know the shy girl better. And he's thinking there was never any hidden meaning. I am such a, a, a fool. Oh my goodness. And that is the that is the comedy moment to wrap things up. And we do see they're blowing bubbles and Yamada-kun is blowing the biggest bubble of all. But it isn't bigger than my heart for this book, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my goodness. Another banger from you and I are polar opposites. It is slightly tough to discuss this book because like, there's a lot of names being thrown around and if you're new to this book you're kind of having to figure it out but it really it flows very naturally it is a very easy read these characters have all been introduced slowly but surely as we went on so you get a good feel for them and they all have their distinct personalities and they all mix and meld so well together ladies and gentlemen it really is a joy to read yeah there might not be much action there might not be much crazy capers but we have plenty of books for that we have Sakamoto Days we have Mar toxic but if you're looking for just pure 100 percent unfiltered prime time school time shenanigans there ain't no better book
book for this. Romance, shy, blushing, shenanigans, it's all there, it's all cute, and I'm loving it every, well, every other week when this book drops. I'll peel back the curtain, I'll go behind the scenes. When we were first bringing back the very weekly show, and we were figuring out what was going to be our lineup, I tells Jim, I tells him, there's two books that you needs to be reading, and those two's books is, is one, The Marriage Toxin, and two, the you and I are polar opposites. And he's got one of them down, ladies and gentlemen. And pretty soon, he's going to have this one down too. By the big. Now, of course, there are no even if you slip my mouth, which is the Manga Plus all-time top contender. I don't care what Monty says. It is the banger to end all bangers. But for my money, for a weekly or bi-weekly schedule, this book drops every other Sunday. Marriage Toxin drops every Tuesday. Ain't nobody doing it better. These books are definitely some of the most sad fine reads that you can have every week and uh very much underrated so you know you might not have heard much about these books but definitely if you're looking for crazy action and fun characters marriage toxin and if you're looking for prime time school shenanigans ain't no place better ain't no place better than you and i are polar opposites it gets the hollywood kid seal of approval as does this chapter nine out of ten absolute banger loved it to bits and i continue to adore this book every other week. Be reading it every Sunday. You will enjoy it, I guarantee. But yes, indeed, that is the end of Luke's Big Bangers. Another week of Big Bangers. Perhaps a little bit long because we had to, you know, update you all on what was going on and the you and I are polar opposites. But I hope uh, I might have tickled the fancy of some of you listeners. And maybe you go check it out on the Manga Plus. It's free, it's a banger, and it's highly recommended. And maybe if Jim uh, wasn't so lazy. Maybe he'd he'd catch up on the reading, and maybe we would discuss this on the main show. Maybe not that he's going to be listening to this, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my goodness! But yes, indeed. Those are the big bangers. It's time to go back to the main show with Lazy Jim. And we'll do it all again next week. Bada bing, bada boom. And we are back. Luke Hollywood, what up? What is going on, Whoa. my uh, friend? How was your section? Were they oh, all incredible. bangers? Were they all bangers? That's all I need to know. But we're going to kick right into this uh, because I already have it up there on the screen. What are we going to start this section with? Round two kicks off with the Kenny Banashi's story. 38 manners and etiquette. Something Jim needs. Oh, so that no. first section is also something <laughs> that Akani needs Uh-oh. because she's a little too big for her britches. And it's a Jeez. funny play here where you keep forgetting Rakugo, it is pretty, you know, formal. It's mm. not something, this is not kickball here, Luke. Uh-oh. This isn't like you're there doing your dark poetry at the <laughs> local pub on open mic night. This oh, yeah. is a very much a, a base in tradition and all yeah. that. And where business. you have a Connie come in, she loves Rock. I mean, there's no question she loves it. Though, at this point, that whole play of... What does it love I, her, uh, well, the, the whole play of it of, I just need to get as far just to make sure I can yell at a guy about my dad, that's not going to play forever. So, you know, but she ends up respecting Rakugo. There's never a point where you think that she's like, oh, man, but when she went and she ended up sus master, when she oh. ended up throwing shade at him, it was a weird play because we loved it. We loved it. We thought it was great. Everybody mm-hmm. who read it had to have loved it, right? Yeah. But 
you ended up having the warning. This may screw you. And it was Master Rien who it was that she ended up using the Rakugo to throw shade. This ain't no diss track, girl. No way. We're not having East Coast, West Coast war here in the Rakugo (laughs) world. And she ended up doing that. And we thought, actually, I just thought, oh, this guy might at the end, like he'll be a judge at something. Like he's really going with just a manga trope type deal that she'll have to win a big contest. There is Rianne, his his last vote, but he votes for her because Mm. she's a gem, right? But we see that this screwed her because she ends up and she's back working again backstage. She does remember this master Hasso. I I sent you a message. I mean, (laughs) depending on how quick you say this name, one of the worst and most unfortunate names ever. He's such a nice guy. Yeah, he, uh, until he isn't, but he is because he respects (laughs) like, Hey, Hasso over here. I like, what would you call me? (laughs) Like you might end up getting yourself in trouble calling him over. You you may end up like the big guy between you two. Deeper water. He's gonna start a barroom brawl. But Jeez. she remembers the whole deal of what he likes going on and how he likes it. Plus, it's also probably Hasho. So I just oh. like to make jokes. But <laughs> he goes up and does a bit of the Rakugo, and this is based on not being lit- illiterate. Not knowing mm. how to read. There must be a bunch of these. Problem. All these end up being, I'm telling you, the more this goes on, this ends up a little before your time and a little before anybody's oh. alive time. But it reminds me of vaudeville in oh. the in the U.S., especially the idea where you'd have these comedians and they go town to town. And they do, you know, this is where you get the pie in the face <laughs> and the who's on first, what's on second wah, type wah. of deal there. And uh yeah, I, that's what it starts to remind me of, especially this one where this guy's like, I can't read and I have to go follow these instructions. What does this say? And ask somebody else who obviously either wants to screw with them or doesn't read himself. But it's this new type of Rakugo that you end up having a Connie has her playlist. She has all the things she has ended up putting them in this order of what she has or strengths and what kind she doesn't have. And this is to get her. You know, better after Karashi, who, again, somebody who where we talked about before, we first were introduced to him as being someone that didn't really have respect for Rakugo. Remember, he was going to change the rules. Change but he, became, he became suddenly I'm following the rules like he really said because he, I think, realized and you have to do this or you're going to get screwed. I mean, I'm telling you, I think Karashi. It's one of those guys, he he plays the angles and he sees yeah, how it is. He's a smart cookie. Akani, she's kind of a hothead. Uh-oh. She's, you know, there to do the deal for dad, whatnot. But yeah, she really done messed up. But she ends up watching Hasho or Hasso ends up doing this whole deal. And she explains it like she always does. Oh, the crowd's smiling. They're not laughing out loud, but this is more of this piece of kind of like a just little humor gives you a little feeling inside but he's really good at it so she's like oh my god and when he comes off stage says oh my god thank you for remembering how i like things that was perfect and he was the guy and if you do remember it was the space between the mic and the cushion that was the big thing so you end up where he's like that was great and she says oh wait a minute uh is there any way that you can teach me and i'm telling you the page turns great she says that Hirabayashi story that you just performed, could you teach me how to do it too? And in this book, anytime Akani gets all smiley like that, 
mm-hmm. everybody caves for. They end up where, of course I can. Oh, look at this cutie pie. Oh, my God. He says, no, you turn. He goes, Declines. I respectfully decline. It's a nice womp, way womp. of saying, you know, pound sand. And <laughs> even that, she is actually stunned. Nobody's mm. really done. Now, she's had a, a lesser of a free ride once she's at this place even before. But still, yeah. she thinks that her, you know, I guess she just thinks everybody likes her. And this is what you do. You go around and say, hey, could you teach me this? It's not how it's done. And he says, first off, you have to go to your master. You don't just go up to somebody and say, hey, can you teach me that? There's rules. There's etiquette here. That It's almost in my mind. That's the rock and go world. Hey, how much you make a week there, pal? (laughs) Like nobody's supposed to do that, right? So, And that kind of seems the deal. And then he says, second, you done messed up. You were a Uh jerk. You ended up where you made Master Rien look like a jerk. And he never once. In this says, and you know he knows Master Rien is a jerk, mm-hmm. right? But he never says that. He doesn't say at all, I understand why you did it. There's no understanding. He said that is something you never do. You are nothing. And you went up there Ooh. and made the master like that. Who is going to work with you? Bad and I, I would never do it. And that's the weird play. He's still being nice, kind of. But yeah, he's, and he it's said you like pull up that stunt. You, that's that's bull crap. And so you end up going and, and then out of nowhere, we get introduced to Raiji Hukate, who is the Tete Tenzenza in the back. He's now in charge of the back deal. Mr. Nerves. Oh my God. He cracks me up. He <laughs> ends up where he goes from one panel. He's like, Oh my God, look at that tough guy. Like that See, guy looks really just... mean. And then he just freaks out and has tummy problems. Oh my God, my stomach. And he doesn't want anything to do it. He seems to be afraid to be in the same room. She's with the child of the radical yeah, world. Because, and not good yeah, child. no, not good. And he is such a nervous guy that if he came under the attack of Master Rien, oh, he, he doesn't know what he'd do. He's like, there's no way I'm not doing this. And she says, like, when am I going to? You know, do my deal. When am I going to go up and do the rock? I go, oh, what? You're not going on stage. You're here for 10 days. You ain't going up. And he, she's like, what? And then he freaks out. I love when she comes at him. Oh, no. He's like, oh, my God, you're scary. And then he says, yeah, he'll come after me. So screw it. I'm not going to allow it. You're not going to do it. You messed up. And she realizes that she messed up and she needs to fix it. I thought she was going to, like, make dinner for Rien. But that, I Problem swear to solved. God, a Connie. At points, she can't get out of her own way because what happens is Dreamboat shows up, a Rokuro Kashiwaya who comes in. He's headphone guy. He comes in and and you end up having Akani say, hey, do you have anybody opening up for you guys? Do you have a Zenza? No. All right, can I? I'm like, don't do You already, (laughs) you're not supposed to. This this is the thing. You're going against things now. You're doing nonsense. And I think that she has seen that old Kashiwaya, he he has a little pull, and he probably could stop, but still, it's bad. But you end up, and I I think that the setup is, she says, okay, that'd be cool, and he says, listen, this event is kind of a crazy one. You have to do something you've never done before. Oh. And uh, she's like, oh, we're going to get into that, are we? That's a little sus joke. You end (laughs) up where she's, I think she's going to do, I think she's going to end up doing the story that we just saw. 
the Hirabayashi. I think that's going to then piss off. That's, yeah, that's going to annoy him. Oh. I only can think that's what she might do, that she's going to try to do this thing she just saw. We saw before she's going to pick the things up, but it's, she's stepping on too many toes. She's got to stop. And this, again, it's funny because when you have at the beginning, didn't even mention it, rumor boy, Koguma, who we had from way back, the emo boy, a part of her Glasses. you know, whole school in the class. When she goes to the ma- he goes to the master and says, hey, did you hear about? And he's like, oh, what, Akani? And then this guy goes, no, Garico was another guy. I'm telling you, people probably forgot about these. But he says, oh, yeah, Akani, too. And you know that it's the sus stuff that she's done now. See, that's yeah. where you start Bastard's that deal. Gonna hear about she it. is definitely the talk of the town. Uh-oh. Then... With all of that, you have the stuff going down. Then you end up having nervous guy. He's on the phone to the lady who was drinking the day drinking wine with Kashiwaya. It's like all the stuff, the intrigue that I didn't know was happening in the rock and go world right under our noses. It's crazy. But again, it's a good chapter because it shows that Akani, she can't just do whatever she wants. There are rules. There are traditions. And she's already gone against them. And, you know, there's one thing about going against tradition to expand things or whatnot, but she was, you know, really using it as an attack. And that's something you don't do. And and it needs to be punished. I hope that at one point these guys come together and say, "Okay, we've shunned her enough. I hope this is like lifelong ban or, or, you know, that would be a shame. But what would you give it? Yeah, I thought it was decent. It's nice to see some repercussions, some consequences coming for a guy. This whole arc really. Like, of her being this backstage has really been kind of knocking her down a few pegs, which is nice, though. That's what we wanted. Uh, and it's also been about introducing more and more new characters. I feel like like if you were doing the notes with the names for this, this has got to be the longest one. Oh, like, I, have I have quite the list. More Because that's the only, here. that's all my notes are, the names, because I can never remember them. But, yeah, and I had to go back to my notes. Time. Yeah, I had to go back. I'm like, oh, who's this? I knew he was the emo guy. But I had to go back and check, and I ended up even at the as a joke. I did look up Akani Banashe, emo kid. He came up, so I'm not the only one who thought at the one point. <laughs> there we go. Because he doesn't play it off that much in the beginning of this chapter, but it does it does work overall. But uh, what was your score? Yeah, it was decent. Uh, I'm liking where this is going, and I'm looking forward to Akani kind of redeeming herself potentially uh, with all these new characters. So I'm going to go 8.2 out of 10. Yeah, I'm going to go 7.8, a oh. little down uh, from you. But we'll move to the next chapter, which is what, Luke? Next up, we have what a crispy color page. The Sakamoto Days, Days 95, Amane. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, my. And yeah, you have this whole play where Amani, he sees everybody in the room as his sus dad. Sus dad. His sus dad that we're reminded killed his maybe not sus mother. Uh-oh. So this is why he hates them. All this stuff, it has to do, you know, with everything they're involved with. This is all what Amani has really been pushing and what he's trying to do. So he wants to kill the three of them. And of course, he is being mind controlled by club jam club jam the sus guy sus jam ends up getting his the finally i I don't even know the problem is you want to see this guy get the crap kicked out but he likes it so then it throws you off right there's no reward no it throws you off you're like oh no this is what he's into oh god but you have some cool play and you end up having 
again, some pretty cool, you know, team up Shin and Seba as they end up using their things to go against Club Jam. And really what they have to do is stop Club Jam from mind controlling Amani. Because Amani, you're going to have to fight him eventually. And even Shin says at one point, he's strong. This is not just some nothing. It, It is a problem. Now, all of this goes on where, and I love, that the grandpa steps up and actually calls Club Jam garbage. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, indeed. Get him, Gramps. But Got yeah, him. so they're trying to, you know, avoid Amani at this one point while also getting Club Jam, while also needing to protect Gramps. All these things are going on. And the big play, though, is, and it was kind of a weird play, eventually in this was Amani gets taken out of the mind control because Gramps says, remember your father for how he really was. Not so yeah, bad. I think he keeps remembering how he really was. He killed the mother. I mean, the, the, I don't, I wouldn't get over that, but he starts remembering. Oh yeah. I remember. I love the, the things with it. I remember all of the good times. Like when he told me and showed me how to break cans and bottles, Great then he like my drawing. Then he killed my mother. <laughs> She's there dead on the floor. Uh-oh. There, I'm like, I don't know that liking the drawing ends up, yeah, you know, overpowering them. Cancel out dead no. mom, you know. And I love it where you see him and he he puts the drawing on the refrigerator, then puts the mom on the refrigerator. <laughs> oh my! Oh, but no. I think that the play here is is that where he says, "Money, you know, don't." You have to remember this, and you do have the dad back and you know tell him to forget all of this. And it's a weird way that it's not all great, but he does snap out of it, and so it works. At that point, I love where you're like, "Huh, snap out!" Oh my God, Seba's about to get ice picked. All the steel, and and again, you end up having Shin. He's desperately trying to stop him, but they end up being able to do more now. That the mind control is off And you do even have You know, Amani go and slice off a hand You end up having Seba get away You end up all these things going on And throughout all this Shin has that one gauntlet punch left That's one of the big plays You can't do it now, you gotta wait Oh my god, you're gonna ruin your arm He is saving it though, did he ruin his arm? I mean, he did say, like You're gonna ruin your arm He does save it for the big play Because in this, you end up having, you know, Club Gem just get wrecked, and he goes yep. and just destroys Somebody himself. Somebody give him a hand. Yeah, really. And this is a chapter we're going through really quick. A lot of it is visual. A lot of it is though, just Action. hey, you know, Amani, get Amani out of this mind control. See a little more of the dad. Have Seba and Shin kind of team up again, and with Amani's help, they they just destroy him. Uh, I don't think he's done though. He, he he's uh-oh. never done. At one point, he's being electrocuted. He's like, I love it. It tingles. Then he ends up getting, oh, my God, my hand. Oh, that's awesome. He's <laughs> laughing at that stump of a hand. And I'm Jeez. like, oh, really? Uh, but, yeah, and I, I think maybe maybe the idea with uh, uh, Monty wasn't just like, remember your good dad. Remember what he did good. I think it might be the, hey, remember this and see what this guy's screwing you with. Because, yeah, oh. he remembers the good times, but he remembers the, the murder. But, mm-hmm. I, again, it looks like, in my mind, that it wasn't his dad. It was like some circumstance. Somebody killed him. Maybe the dad couldn't protect her, but I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it we would don't be know the fully whole story. that, right? But, yeah, at the end, 
it's it's pretty good. I want to get this done. I, I want to get Club Jam done. The whole idea of trying to get the grandpa, whatever, send him on vacation or better yet, have him at the, the convenience smart where they can watch him and protect him. I don't Maybe. know, but I want to get back to some of the other characters. This has been a couple chapters now with no Sakamoto. And we keep saying it each time. That's bad. But we also have other characters that me and mm. you really like that we want to get back Hardly to. Yeah. So what would you give it? Yeah. I mean, it was decent enough. I do like, you know, whenever Shin gets the spotlight, we do like Shin. So I did like that he was the one that laid the final smackdown on uh, Club Jam. And any chapter where Club Jam gets wrecked, yeah, it's, it's going to be a good us, chapter. Right? You know? Yes, that is true. <laughs> I didn't mind that. That ups the score a bit. It's about time. So yeah, I'm so maybe now that he's gone and it seems such director man is a thing in the past. Maybe we can finally get out of here and move on because, uh, like you said, we have things to do. I want school shenanigans. It's that's what long. I thought we were going to get. I want you know shop shenanigans. We haven't had that in ages either. So no, uh, we yeah. haven't had that. Yeah. It's- it's I just true. Hope we move things on here. It's Where's Kill into, Baby? Oh, we uh, we hardly knew him. Oh, jeez, it's turning into a spy family boat situation, and we both know that's not that's not. Good. I'll even go even further. It's turning into in the you know lab building in this that book. Took that too was long. remember oh, that was geez. really Shin based too, and mm. and I kind of want to mix things up. I like this, like I said about Dan to Dan. The book's the best when they're all together, and we haven't had them all together in quite some time. It's still a good book, but I kind of want Lou, Trunk Lou, come in. Hey, That's what's what up? We need. <laughs> oh, That's she what makes we need. me laugh. Yeah. So, what's your final score? Seven point eight for this one. This yeah, week. I think I'm seven point five. But Doggy we'll move doggy. on to a banger. This Boom. next one, yeah, I, I won't even even pretend to even. This is my book of the week. This Ooh. next one is definitely. My my chapter of the week. What is it, Luke? It is the Spy X Family's Mission Seventy One for Shenanigans. Yeah, and there's so, there's so many things that are funny in this because number one, me and you said we think that Yuri's going to get involved. We think that Uh-oh. he's going to be the one, and that almost happens until they say he can't because as they're getting this ready, and there's a lot of real important kids there. I love where Yuri comes running in. Please get out of the way. I'm the hot shot here. And they're like, no, no, no. Your sister's daughter will end up recognizing you. You're not allowed. And then Yuri goes to a thing. He's still going to be involved because yeah, I get you end up at the end. Like, can he still be? But he is so upset because he's he thinks finagle it in because he's like, yeah, screw it. It's kind of he basically says if Anya dies, that's good because I don't care Do one bit. I really thought that he was just going to think of how cute she is and and then decide, but no. He's like, yeah, you or would, oh, no, she'd mind. She'd like, she would mind. He freaks out. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh, Captain, Captain, wait. He's got to go and he's yelling Jeez. codes and things and all that stuff. Though I think that's him running out there like, crap, that guy, he's not a lot <laughs> out there. But yeah, you end up having that. You end up also seeing Becky's dad. He is going to just, Anything in their arsenal World War of weapons 70 is about to start. He's about to start that. He doesn't care. He's going to do this. But then you end up having young Miss, who looks about 80. She ends up, she's like, I'll take care of this. I'm like, all right, this is going to be crazy. You know, crazy. You go back to the bus. And if you don't remember, Anya has a bomb strapped to Clock's her neck. Clock's ticking. And so that's on there. 
And I right away, this thing's gonna decapitate me. Oh, and no. then you have the maybe one of the gem moments of the year. Oh. We'll have to remember for the uh, you know, year end awards, but Becky says, No, not my Anya. <laughs> and she is crying, and I thought that was the greatest. And she says, This can't be. So oh. we talked about this idea. Would they end up doing this to a kid? We know they wouldn't. So it's you sus, end up how so sorry they you end up how Anya and it's it's perfectly done. She reads the guy's mind. <laughs> and they he says, This isn't real, but you go from there. Well, yeah, I call. He's like, good thing this isn't a real bomb, you know, but it's good enough to trick a bunch of kids. But you're not going to be tricking Anya because she's read the minds. Oh, my goodness. And I do like, you know, she does breathe the sigh of relief, uh, which is great because she flops back down on her chair, all relaxed. Oh, nothing to worry about. That, that really scared me for a sec, but I'm fine now. But uh, everybody turns around and is like, oh, my goodness. Anya's got nerves of steel. It's so good <laughs> because she goes, yeah, there's, well, that's the thing, too. Some people think she has nerves of steel. Other people think she's crazy. Both. Then she starts doing nonsense stuff that really freaks them out. But I love she goes, yikes, scared the bejeebles out of me for a second. And I go, yeah, I'm getting hungry now. And there's Becky's like still in a t- like, oh, how could you be like that? Jeez. Oh, my God. Damien looks over and it's like, how she, could she be so stupid? She has that stupid face, but he can, he's saying this. He's not saying it. He's, he's saying it in his mind. Yeah, and she's reading the minds of everybody. Yeah. So she's trying to play up things and thinks, though, that she can end up impressing Damien. And then he'll, there's plan B. And that, there's a callback from, you know, chapter three. Way, so way back. You end up where, oh man, she's, he's, he'll invite me over. This will be great. But while she's doing that, she has the cr- she smiles over at Damien with that crazy meme smile that she has in her head <laughs> and then starts pounding on the box, the box and the bomb. And now everybody's freaking out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Now you, you then get then you get Damien who decides that this is something he should do. This is the wackiest <laughs> thing. And he gets up and he's like, listen, and he, he wants to be a hero. This is what his family does and his dad's stories from war. So he goes up. up and he's like, hey, listen, I want the bomb on my neck instead of hers. You know, I'm going to save her. Attach it to me instead. Now, it is kind of, a, again, a funny play where he's like, oh, no, I have two bombs and puts the bomb. Damien has no idea. It's a fake, though. Oh, so he's freaking out. The only thing I want to ask you is. When Anya whispers over to him, do you think he listens and hears her or does he not? Because he seems to react still like he doesn't believe her. Yeah. Well, I mean, he thinks that she's crazy. So like, she could be going, oh, it's not real. I thought I maybe like, he, he wasn't even listening either. Yeah. But yeah, she and then <laughs> he gets a bomb on a second. It's like, oh, no. And now he realizes, oh, crap. Like, maybe he wanted the guy to say no, but then he looks like a hero. Anyway, speaking of which, bully boys, boss, what are you doing? Like, I'm freaking out now. But then he walks back. Anya's all smiles. We match now. He's like, oh, my (laughs) God, she's insane. And then you get a good Damien chapter here about the pressures that he even has, that he thinks that because of what his brother and his dad have done, he needs to get a bomb strapped to his neck. To get, that's bad, right? That mm. is not good. You end up having 
people thinking, this is bad. I'm scared. I don't want to die. I think I'm going to pee my pants. Uh So we we don't know who exactly is thinking those until we find out that, you know, Damien's kind of the pee pants kid. But you end (laughs) up where all this there. And then Anya reaches out and holds it's such a nice moment where she reaches out and holds Damien. It'll be okay. Don't be scared. And he looks down. Damien's been crying, right? Mm-hmm. But this is pure Damien. He's so about appearances and so about nobody could be better than him. And how dare you say he looks at that point where he is like everything could change. They could become boyfriend and girlfriend. Whoa. The world be saved, world peace. And he like looks, and that's when she says, "I heard them say the bombs are fake. Don't worry." And that even gets him more mad. Almost like that, maybe that ruins his whole deal. He thinks he's being a hero, and now he's not really being a hero. But he was. He didn't know that. But he's like, "Well, what do you think? You? I never said I was scared." Like she, he Jeez. reacts in something that she never says. Away. She just says, "Don't worry," but. Yeah, and there's, you know, Becky, you are a grown-up. Oh, my God, Anya. <laughs> I, I love through all of this where, and that's the fun play of this book from the very beginning. There's Anya in the middle of this hurricane that she creates all the time, but everybody thinks different things about all the things that she's doing. And she really doesn't know a lot of what. You know what I mean? She's so naive to everything. But then things either work out. And Becky, really, Anya, and you saw in this, Anya can't do much wrong with Becky. Even if Becky yells and screams about anything or whatnot, it'll always go back. She is, you know, she's not a bully girl, but she's basically the yes girl a bit to Anya. And Anya's there so proud of herself laughing. Everybody's freaking out that she's laughing. Also pounding on the, the bomb again. They're like, oh, my God, it's going to explode. Then you end up having a baboom and a kia. I thought Uh I really thought that Yuri was here. I thought that we ended up having an attack. Then I thought your might even be here. That uh, here we go. No, the bus ended up hitting a spike strip and and ran into a wall, it looks like. And, you know, I think the concussion protocol is full out (laughs) in that bus driver. Uh, But at that point, the riot squad police show up. And they end up, oh, my God, and all the kids are yelling, oh, my God, it's the police, it's the police. But we'll see what's Crazy. happening. These kind of guys like this, they don't go down that easily, no. right? And they're, They got shotguns. Yeah. yeah, so we'll see what is happening, though. You don't see any of those guys except that middle, maybe, Yuri. I'm telling you, I was looking, I'm like, is that Yuri? The, yeah, we have to see. Yeah, like he just grabbed anybody's equipment and ran off so we can be involved. But, uh. What would you give this? Because I thought it was a banger. The stuff going on with Anya, Becky, Damien, those are the core of this group anyway. Absolutely. And that back and forth and that sitcom them not understanding. Anya's like, oh, my God, I'm so relieved. But everybody still thinks it's a bomb. So they think she's cool, brave, yeah. crazy. It's so good. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, by the end of it, it's like, and you almost want to get to the point where when this ends, they end up getting the fake bombs like, yeah, throw them in the trash. And when they do, they blow up. Oh. That, that would be the end of the sitcom. That would be the exact sitcom what ending. Oh, but like, what? Oh, my God. And then the guys are like, oh, man, we grabbed the live ones. I'm t- I think it's going to happen. Now that I said it, I really think. <laughs> I can't believe we didn't use because the Because that's bombs. why, you, yeah, you end up having Anya going all with the, you know, hitting the thing and all that. So. We'll have to see how it plays out. But, yeah, what would you give it? This book is a banger. That core, as you said, that core kind of trio of 
Anya, Becky, and Damien here. That's what really keeps this book going, especially the school chapter. Uh, and this, and even having the like the layers coming from Damien, uh, especially in the, like that scene where he's stepping it up, he's thinking that's what he has to do. Unfortunately, it kind of backfires on him. But having that layers and then having that connection with Anya, that's really, really what we like to see. Uh, banger indeed. Uh, and also, you know, now that everybody's getting to know the situation, you have the black bells involved, you have. Yuri wishing he was involved, and now you have the police involved, so it is definitely heating up here. Uh, we are moving things along quite nice, which is nice because I was worried we were kind of going to be on a boat situation. Uh, no, it's, it's bus, going pretty yeah, good. No, we're picking things along quite nicely here, uh, and I'm enjoying this a lot. I'm going to go 8.8 out of 10. Oh, 8.8. I'm going 9.5. Take that, Luke Hollywood. Oh, yeah, and even goodness. if you get the idea of somebody said, well, they are on the bus for a while and whatnot. But you of this crew, we're not getting all the characters, but the this is the crew that's usually together in school, and that's enough for me. Just because we're on the bus, we're, we're still having shenanigans like we did at there school. You, you end up bringing the fun with you. Shenanigans it on the move. It doesn't feel like it's dragging on because of that, because you have all these character moments and Anya being a gem, Becky a gem, and, and Damien being a gem. And I'm telling you, even the bully boys saying, don't gem. do it, boss. Like, they're all gems. They're all worried about all this stuff going on, so I think See. it's really well done. But we'll move to the next book, which is a weird chapter. It's like a one-shot little slow-down, kind of like cool recap down, right? almost. Yeah, it has a nice cover though. It has a nice cover. Yes, yeah, so uh, what is? It's it? only a little sus. It is the Akashi yeah. Triangle, Chapter One One One's One Hundred and Eleven, Akashi of the Moon. Of the Moon, oh. yes, not of the mind. And I of will tell mind. you right now, you mentioned the deal. You didn't have to be sus in this. There was no reason. This book's no. always sus. Well, it is. Uh, it's funny, too, because if you go into this and you, you know, go with the idea, like, you're not going to forget Matsuri was a boy, right? So when you go to, mm. I forgot he had black hair. I actually, that, that actually threw me off at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I thought that was old Suzu's brother. My well, favorite. So I was like, oh, no. You're just for him to come back. Jeez. They're, they're, it's all about the story of this Princess Kaiguya, where she's a princess, and the thoughts and dreams of everybody, you know, made these aliens on the moon. They would come right. down and grab the princess, and this is where you get the start, it seems, of Matsuri really wondering and worried about Suzu being taken to the moon. And this is something, it's funny, because you think of the idea, he's like six here. Didn't you learn better since then, Matsuri? But in this world, you never know. And yeah. he even says hey, at that point, this is actually what, what screwed me throughout my whole life. And, and I just want to tell you, Gramps, Uh-oh. the idea when you, your little boy says, hey, is there a possibility that there's heavenly beings on the moon? And then you humor him a bit and go, eh, people think of things and it goes up to the moon, so why not? This tends to make the little boy think crazy things then. And it does. this is my dad. I would go to him and say, like, hey, is it really true that people are putting razor blades in candy? And my dad would go, yeah, whatever. Scarred Uh-oh. for life. He said, yeah. And then there I go. I wouldn't eat Halloween candy. I'm like, I, I could see that this fun size thing doesn't have a razor blade, but here I go. <laughs> I also, to this day, will not lick a stamp because I heard when I was a little kid that people were putting LSD and acid on yeah. the back of stamps. That's and the I'm, best place Even to keep later, them. though, like I'm making fun of Matsuri, even later I'm thinking of the idea of like, 
why would they buy it and put it on scale? Like, why wouldn't they use it themselves? Like, what is well, what the benefit to them? And they wouldn't, what if they peering in the window and watching me <laughs> trip my balls off? I don't understand this. That's what we like to see. Where I still won't lick stamps. I still also won't. <laughs> and this is something that's not as crazy because I've heard, but. I'm to the extreme, and Tanya, my wife, makes fun of me, and all my kids make fun of me. But if if it's lightning out, I will not go in the shower, and I will not go anywhere near it because I think I'm going to get electrocuted. Because my grandma, my grandmother, also told me that you have to get off the phone when there's an electrical <laughs> storm because you're going to get in the phone, it's going to rip your ear off. Yeah, so I'm sense. like, all right. So these, I'm like Matsuri. I'm making fun of the kid, and that's me. But yeah, yeah, Jeez. whatever. He said, yeah, there might be these things and he's like that's the day that i decided that nobody is going to take my suzu away where he goes off and holy crap look at this crew lippy <laughs> it's good to see lippy back the in the day right here. i love the idea that's young lippy right you're like oh they, they are all there uh and so it's kind of a cute deal and we've seen a bunch of these deals teapot mm-hmm. that guy for <laughs> that, guy so is, that guy is so sauce but she's there you know hey there and he's worried remember at one point he got mad at her for even dealing with the whole ayakashi but he's mm-hmm. like i'm gonna protect you, you, you the moon people ain't gonna take you away like that Jeez. princess she laughs at him oh goodness you must be thinking of that story uh don't worry i won't go anywhere that's the whole play of this this is moon viewing night I don't they have some crazy things Japan. going on. Yeah, so you're gonna look at right. the moon. You may and that's the play here. You make the you know, the what is it, the sweets. You make snacks and meals Yummy. for the moon people and you know, all the spirit. It's just I say that's funny, but it's just like putting milk and cookies out for Santa. There we go. So you end up where they're gonna do this, but now we're gonna get sus. You there end you up Susie comes out and like, Oh, you notice that I'm borrowing your apron. Don't I look cute? Ooh. He's like, oh, my God. And he's like, no way, whatever. Oh, my. Taste one of my buns, won't you? And then, they're like, this came out of nowhere. The idea of, oh, these taste crazy. These taste a little sweet. Oh, that's because I put a special ingredient in it. Me. <laughs> like, what? This never happened in Food Wars. Oh, no, I'm, I'm sitting there, and, and this is just me. Again, I'm, I'm like such an idiot. I'm thinking of the idea that she gets in the hot tub, right? She's oh. there hot tub and gets out and then throws those things right in the hot tub water that she Delicious. was just in nude, gets them going and goes. She's like, that has a bit of the taste of Suzu. Right there, first off, I'm spitting it out. I, I, I Even if this was my wife and said that, I'd be like, oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> really? I was no gonna. Thanks. I was. I was gonna. I've already been real sus, but I was gonna say something that really, really would have gotten us canceled. There. Oh, <laughs> oh my great. goodness, Grace! It was a food item that I was gonna mention, but you end up here where <laughs> they're there now. I thought that in this chapter, which does seem like a one and done, very cute. By the yeah. end, is there a possibility that something of putting the taste of Suzu in these buns is going to come back and haunt them because you end up having the moon people who are real. They come down, they look like rabbits, they eat the buns. They oh. got a taste for the Suzu. Is there a possibility? They because might want it, some more. It's weird. Even when you end up, I thought that it was kind of a fun little interplay. They have the taste of Suzu and like, what? They're not supposed to be that sweet. I thought that was like a really, <laughs> not, but it wasn't. I like freaking out. Of course, Shiragani, he's, you know, he's drooling. He wants these buns. Uh-oh. I even told you because I read this earlier. You end up having a whole process. Rochka was not aware of this. 
Gramps ends up telling him, hey, this is what you do. It's kind of a fun little deal. Why don't you join us? So they're going to do that. But suddenly everybody freezes. You even have, you know, you have everybody. And but it's it's static page. And I didn't realize I actually thought that they were just going like, let's see what everybody's up to right now. But yeah, they're all frozen. They're all frozen except Suzu and Matsuri. And that's where you get the moon people. And again, it's not really a threat. They come down. They're they're being nice. They just it yeah, seems they like they look sus, but then they look cute. Now this is like one of those things where you know you meet somebody and they come and they look like they're half cock ready to punch you. That's just Uh-oh. their culture's way of saying hello, and hello. then they punch you right in the face. But now they come face. down, and you know you end up having that. So you get back. You don't take my Suzu. She's the world to me. She's the only Ooh. thing I care about. It's it's a confession. It really oh, is, yeah. but he ends up like, oh, he's embarrassed about it because then they're like, no, 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 and they keep going like, thank you, we're going to eat. No, you're not going to eat her. No, and she's like, no. She tastes they, good. Yeah, exactly. They want to taste my buns. Oh, my. <laughs> so right. they eat them. I like where he even gives a little curse. I'll beat the hell out of you. <laughs> it made <laughs> me laugh, but it's nice because he's stepping up and trying to protect her. And, uh, yeah, she says when they leave, oh, I didn't know that you thought that. I'd like to hear you say Ooh. that more often and out loud. And he's like, eh, it gets me embarrassed. Too and then, yeah, they end up where they kind of fall asleep, sitting there with the heads together. Surprisingly next to each not other. sus. Yeah, no sus. I mean, this would have been where you'd have them where they fall on top of each other and then everybody yeah. unfreezes. Oh, what happened to my pajamas? Oh, geez. A lot of yelling of hell crazy and sus they are but uh oh, yeah but. shameless would be yelled a bunch of times of course but of no course. they end up in like oh man they're asleep and they're sure i'm gonna get oh no the dango's gone the dango ate my baby is what you wah, say wah. at the end or the aliens ate my dango but Indeed. yeah they're gone and he's pissed off was it a dream or reality we'll <laughs> never know <laughs> that's a deep question it's a very quick chapter that just kind of goes very it is what it is it's kind of generic it kind of resets things and if you are reading it it's nice it's fan yeah. service it's full out 100 percent fan service and so when you're done you're like okay that's cute if you haven't i i it's a weird play to think that people like <laughs> Jumped in a chapter before, but 111 is a great jump. Yeah, you do kind of get, you know, the reiteration of, yeah, they like each other. He protects, but we know this. So hopefully, this isn't something because sometimes in this book, you'll be like, okay, one and done, and I'll, oh no, we're going to have, you know, moon people for four chapters. We don't need that. Yeah. But for one deal, it's okay. What would you give it? Yeah. I mean, it was decent back to basics, uh, you know, kind of resetting all the characters. It was fun. Surprisingly, not that sus, apart from the taste of Suzu, uh, which we, we didn't really need. Uh, but yeah, surprise, like, I would almost not feel embarrassed reading this on the bus, uh, which usually. You just gotta you get through say, that one page real yeah, quick. Usually you can't say that with this book, but, uh, I think you could get away with it this time. So I thought it was solid, back to basics. I'm gonna go 8 out of 10. Yeah, I'll go 8 out of 10. I, you have to I realize, think. everybody, that Luke Hollywood, he's banned from the Leak Slip Ireland buses. Sus the bus. sus bus he has to wait for That's not the bus you want to get on They should have a Uh-oh. sus bus for you That'd be pretty cool I'm the number one passenger <laughs> Again I was just about to say something that Frequent was like flyer the, for the worst I was going to say something that was so I got to remember to tell you what I was going to say after. <laughs> You're very sus oh, tonight Because I oh, have boy. all of my 
inhibitions, no they're gone. When I'm, oh, I haven't goodness. slept in like two days. I was I'm, less so yesterday, and I was drunk. I feel like right now that I'm drunk the way I am. The I'm like a runaway drunk freaking train. I'm drunk on the mongus, and we'll Better finish thing. with what? I'm so drunk that I... <laughs> Don't mind this one either. So, oh, uh, yes. What is it, Luke? Yeah, we wrapped things up with a, a book that we used to hate, but now we uh, aren't too. It late went from hate to it. great, right? But I think it is the Kaiju number eight, chapter seventy-four, which doesn't rhyme with eight. No, it doesn't. It. There you go. But you end up having this whole play with numbers, weapon ten, and Hoshina. They are trying Best to bond. Bodies. That's all this is. That's all this chapter is, but... <laughs> and it's good! Like Dan to Dan, that was a lot of that. This is better. This oh. actually is the... It actually is very funny, and I'm telling yeah. you, Kaiju number eight, I'm not going to ever say is a, a hilarious book. I, no. I will never say, you know, it's a lot of family deaths and, you know... People who are transforming into things. Serious this person business. needs to do that to get their lifelong dream. But in this, I think this might be the funniest chapter that we've had in the series. And I end up with it falling in love with Hoshino, who I didn't mind before, but also Numbers really Weapon like 10. And yeah. I think that these, this is the odd couple we didn't know that we needed because as they are going, and we said at the end of the thing of last chapter, Hoshina was trying to battle against weapons, you know, numbers weapon 10. We'll just call him number 10 from now on. Number Old 10. number 10 here. He is kept, just let me loose. Just let me do it. I could, I could wreck house. I could Go get all, all these things. I could do it. No, no, because he felt like he had to control. 10. He couldn't let mm. him go. And it never really felt like the idea that Hoshina thought I'll lose. Remember with Kafka, he was always worried that he would end up losing himself and just become the kaiju but that's because he was the kaiju number eight this mm -hmm. is just a weapons deal i don't think ashina really feels like that but it's one of those where you know if i go out and my dog is trying to struggle with me walking i'm never gonna think well let the dog let the dog walk let the dog walk let the dog walk me like th that'd be crazy right but They're that's kind dog. of because this it is, works here. This is supposed to be something that's subservient. You're yeah, using you this weapon. Control. And it is the only weapon, remember, that is sentient, that can talk trash and talk. And mm -hmm. so you get that. So as this progresses and they decide at the last, Hoshina basically, like I said throughout the whole chapter last time, just let him do it. Come mm -hmm. on. Like, you got to do something. You guys are getting wrecked because you're arguing about who's going to do what. And so he finally at the end, fine, 10, go at it. And that's what happens here. So it's going on. And you see Hoshina playing his deal. You also see 10 doing 10 is just like a maniac. Well, where do we oh, want to go, crazy. Rex? While you have Hoshina doing his tactical deal. That he, and he even says at points, like, I don't usually fight like this. This is crazy. Yeah, but kind of pumping him up as he goes. And this is what yeah. makes me laugh so much. This ends up playing out so well of the people you think hate each other and they're fighting with each other, but they are actually becoming best friends the best because team. this is what both of them need. They end mm. up almost being the perfect fit while they look like they Unlike are the they worst do. fit ever because Crazy. you end up having, you know, pretty much play by play. And they're like, oh, no, what are they doing? They're, they're fighting against each other. They're doing this now. And. When you even have at points where 
10 ends up just wrecking house. Huh, that was pretty good, wasn't it? Oh, shit. Yeah, that seemed better. And they're at the control room like, what is he doing? Like, why is he talking? Oh, my. But that's what 10 needs. And Gets I don't even, up. and this isn't fake. It's not Oshina like, oh, I get it. This is what, it's not all use reverse psychology. This is no. them playing off each other like that, where you see that this weapon's number 10, the number's weapon 10, needs to be the best in a crazy way. And you end up having Oshina spurring them on even more and more by not giving in to that, saying, oh, yeah, you know, I've seen it better. Oh, well, I'll show you this. But then in the meantime, it's talking trash where Oshina thinks that he's doing well. And yeah, they're going back. They're, they're best friends at the end of this. This is the classic comic book trope, not just manga, of the we have to fight before we become best fight friends. Bodies. And yeah, they are full out where they get to a point where the synergy between them is the highest there's ever been. Like they're this goes sync. from zero to hero in, in two seconds flat. Just like that. And they are in sync by not being in sync. If they Crazy. end up where. I don't think it works if if Numbers Weapon 10 said, hey, what do you think about that, Ashina? And Ashina goes, that was the awesome thing I've ever seen. Well, then he'd probably be like, oh, who are you? Yeah, where do you get off? Tell me what to do. Yeah, so it ends up being so good. But really, it's just them slicing and dicing. You get really it cool works. action. It, it does the whole Kaiju number 8 action. You have a lot of insane people. You get even, I mean, to tell you that this is almost a, ga- a gag manga chapter of this you have eyes coming out of faces like it really plays out that deal but at one point when you have them talking about it's over 60 percent oh my god these people can't take this attack from these two they actually look like they're like face to face like giving each other like we are good together holy it it. also plays out the idea too if you played sports where you may end up hating somebody for your whole life and i'm saying you're a kid and but then when they're on your team and you realize, oh, my God, you know what? We He's play well together. Good. Yeah, you end up being friends because that trumps all that other stuff. So I think that that's the deal. Now, you can't get too comfortable and friendly with, with a, a weapons you know, deal. A numbers weapon is not going to be your best friend, but it seems like he's down with it. I like that like pretty much best friend look that they have with each other. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but then they even he says, like, this isn't my style. Like, that's the best. They're about to take on this biggest thing. And he's like, well, we'll do this, but it's not my style. And you have the the weapons number eight or numbers weapon ten. And why did he say eight? I'm all over the place. But he oh. says, shut up and go. Like, it's so good. And then they go up this big thing, and they just destroy Slice it. and dice. They destroy it, and it's so cool. And both of them are like, oh, my God. You know, the, the and. If you thought at the end you were going to get this deal of, oh, no, you know, Ishida, he's lost in the money. It doesn't really play out that way. It actually ends up where they do, I mean, just destroy this huge thing with a strata strike. And now the only thing that I think is going on is they're going to fight to see who, like, I was better. No, I was. I'm telling you. I want them to be hanging at the bar together now after this, like having a drink. Because they even say, like, I can get used to fighting with you. I kind of like this. Yeah, you know, this is pretty cool. So I thought it was a real banger of a chapter, actually, for this in a different way. And I Mm. think that it needs... I think the book needs things like this a bit. now. Every so often, they keep a fridge. And now I say that we got to get some Kafka, and this is the same as... It's it's kind of a theme of this week or the last couple weeks. We need some... Yeah, we need some of the other characters, not just Kafka, all of them. 
uh, because, you know, that's what the book is. Uh, Hoshina mm. and Numbers Weapon 10, I, I really enjoyed. But let's get them with that. Let's move on. Let's get them all together as well. We need to get Top Hat off the, the board. This guy is oh, so sus and annoying. We need that big battle with him, and we need everything to go down. So we'll have to see how it works out that way. But what would you give it? Yeah, I thought it was decent. Nice action. And like as far as Kaiju number eight goes, this is actually pretty funny as well. Like These two together. And I'm not usually a big like you. I'm not crazy about Hoshino. But um, these two and numbers 10 here, uh, quite the dynamic duo. I wasn't expecting this, but I do like it quite a bit. The way they're spurring each other on, as we were saying, getting each other fired up. Uh, they were the team that we never knew we needed. I but, mean, and uh, they, they really the needed it at this point. Remember, this is desperation times, too. Mm-hmm. So they end up really needing this as well. And yeah. it really played out well. It was really cool. And it just ends up that they kind of needed to argue for a while to get that synergy going and the mm-hmm. synergy isn't well, like, once you you have that action which we always do but when you combine it with these character moments as well that's when it really starts hitting good so i really liked it i'm gonna go nine out of ten yeah, i am oh, nine i'm nine as well but a big it, again i've i've had some people even say stuff about me and you talking the oh. idea oh it just sounds like two friends like friends talking about stuff and whatnot you're not always in agreement and no. when you're friends with somebody, that's when you're like, ah, oh, shut the heck up, you jerk. And, you know, you make you fun of them and stuff like that. They face. like, that's the type of friendship that it seems they have here. <laughs> like, they're not just going to, you know, kiss each other's butts. They end up, mm-hmm. you know, giving each other crap to spur them on and stuff like that. So I thought it was really, really cool. I liked it a lot. A normal week, I might have even given a dual gem of the week wow. to Numbers Weapon 10 of Sheena, but I'm not. Uh, what's your. Gem of the week, Luke. Well, my gem of the week, uh, I'm not to toot my own horn, Jim, but uh, I am going to go with something out of my section. There is no uh, way. <laughs> I'm, I'm calling crazy. executive, you know, challenge here. Who oh, is, who my is goodness. it? It's got to be from Polar Opposites. So. It's going to be Detective Suzuki from You and I Are Polar Opposites. Banger. And if you want to know why, Jim, you got to read the book. Oh, oh. really? I got to read it. I can't listen to your section in between insults. Oh. You jerk. <laughs> now, see your numbers weapon 10, right? Well, well. Your numbers weapon 69. <laughs> so s- I don't know why that's funny to me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. My gem oh, is boy. Becky. Becky is the gem, gem of all gems. I don't know Dude. how detective whatever is but is could ever be any bit close to, to Becky oh. who says, not my Anya. That was the best. But Damien could have been as well. He stepped up. Yeah, yeah. P-Pants. I'm telling you, P-Pants didn't end up being that, mainly because we do find out, and it is a shame, after he says, put it on my neck, not hers, he does reveal that he's doing it for other reasons besides Anya. That's why he doesn't get it. But Sus Bully Boys, right? You could have had them. Yeah, they were there too. Uh, I'm going, there's a lot that you could, I mean, a normal deal Matsuri. Should have Ooh. been in the, the calling there for wanting Crazy. to always protect Zuzu. Maybe you get the idea that the moon people, they're gems for, you know, not throwing up when they get the taste of Suzu <laughs> in their mouths, right? I'm just, I'm going down the list. You could even go with John Mark with his pancakes and his hidden I chest I forgot about John Mark. You also could go with me and you for actually reading the zombie <laughs> makeout club. I mean, seriously, oh, that took a oh, lot. It did. Uh, yeah. No thanks. How about this? Uh, Peachy 
in the marriage <laughs> toxin, right? Peachy key. He was going to go take them off. The world's least sauce cafe. And as the last one, <laughs> I'm telling you, everybody, you could even go Yuko, who ended up revealing oh. a lot of feels in that. And maybe Indeed. Chainsaw Man, because I don't really like you going. That other Chainsaw Man ended up decapitating her. So there. R.I.P. Yeah, that. Take that thin face. But <laughs> yeah, so all that said and done, we're done. This podcast, Great. we thought really, with your <laughs> section included, we thought that this was all going right, to be fault. about 45 minutes. No it, problem. It's now over the two-hour mark. I don't know <laughs> why we do this. What are we doing? But hopefully people enjoy <laughs> people are me. listening. I don't know. So... Oh, no. Yeah, a little goofy play. I know that this will be the one time that people, I think I will check this out. Like, what are these guys <laughs> doing? Holy oh, crap. At least we're, you know, I don't know. We're authentic, maybe authentically ridiculous. But Great. go over to the Twitter at Weird, uh, Weird Manga. That's the one. People, if, they, if you tune in halfway through, you're going to really do. You're going to think I'm drunk. I'm just tired. I have to get to bed. I really do. Uh-oh. I've had some insomnia problems. And that, that's not uh, that's not a cool way to put on your pants any sort of way, right? That's right. Weird manga. Follow us, we'll follow you back. Then also yeah, go easy. over to I'll actually throw in right now. Go to our YouTube oh. channel. We ended up live streaming this show tonight, do it live. and we do most of the reading clubs now live stream. We just kind of like doing it. It's kind of a, a goof, but Something we end do. up having the books up, and you could end up, you know, maybe eventually seeing at least Luke Hollywood in his playstation sweater when we figure that out i am not a streamophile no as they would say uh but yeah and i'll then go to our patreon then and get early access to our manga monday show also we do some live streaming on there and you also get our reading clubs if you enjoy everything that we do which why wouldn't you we're we're so on the ball (laughs) and on the nose i I now everything I've said the past like four minutes, I've had my eyes shut and I'm <laughs> almost falling asleep. So there you Just go. Like we gotta me. get out of here. So thanks everybody. I hope you like this extra long nonsense. And we will talk to you next week. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.